Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 2, Is There a Favorite Wife? That's like asking if the sky is blue or the grass is green. Of course, we all know there is a blatantly obvious favorite wife, and we all know who that wife is. There's no question Kotex favors Goblin and their kids. We know that as viewers, the other wives know that, the other kids know that, or most of the other kids seem to know that. The only people who are on some bullshit who want to lie and spew their diarrhea narrative are Cody and Robin, and their nasty, stinky bullshit seeps everywhere. It stinks to the high heavens. Cody can deny he has a favorite wife. Robin can play a poor victim, the outcast, who is unfairly labeled the favorite by Cody's mean kids and Cody's accusing wives who bully her to no end. But no one buys the clueless act. No one buys the bullshit if they have any ability at all to think basically. The episode opens with Janelle. Her household follows CDC guidelines. But unfortunately, Garrison ended up getting COVID probably from the point of exposure at Robin's house after the nanny fell ill. After Garrison got sick, Gabe got sick too, and Janelle and Savannah, everyone in Janelle's house, got COVID, and guess what? They survived. They lived to tell the tale. Janelle felt like she had a super achy flu for four or five days. She says Cody is following extra rules beyond what the CDC recommends. Does she mean Cody's fallible COVID protocols that the nanny created that Cody lies about saying his doctor came up with them that do not work any better than the CDC guidelines, those rules. The nanny was the first point of exposure to COVID at Robin and Cody's house. And after Ariella's birthday party where the family gathered, a few days after the nanny got a positive test result and people in the family began to get sick. So Cody's mandates are no more effective than the CDC guidelines. They are probably less effective considering the mental warfare and the wear and tear the militant protocols inflict on the adherents' mental well-being. COVID is much less harmful and damaging to the family than Cody's protocols or his disgusting, abusive behavior during this pandemic. Cody follows his extra rules beyond the CDC guidelines, and Janelle is thankful Cody wasn't there and he didn't get COVID from them or transfer it to the rest of the family. Janelle assures viewers that she and her kids survived, and she says, guess what? They're fine. Cody, in confessional, tries to justify his bullshit and paint the narrative that he is the protector of the family which is utter bullshit. He says by containing each household, he thinks they were successful in keeping it from spreading to all of the other households. I love how Cody just ignores that his house with Robin was the first point of exposure for the family. Cody says the big question is what kind of immunity they have got and what do they do now? Cody explains that his kids with Robin are in the house all of the time. They're not going to school. And sometimes Cody needs a private place where he can be alone and gather his thoughts. So 
He hides in the closet. Hiding in the closet. I wonder if that's why Cody has an aversion to sex with his wives. Sometimes Cody says he hides in the garage too. Cody films from his closet and he says, Christine has left for Utah and she is going to see McKelty again. And he complains that she was just at McKelty's two weeks ago. Let's remember during this time period, McKelty is pregnant. She hasn't had Avalon yet. It's her first pregnancy. She probably really needs her mom. Now, just before Christine left for Utah, Cody went over to her house to talk to her about finding his shit packed and boxed in the garage. And they had a long talk about what is going on. They show a flashback of the episode from last week that is just from one week ago for viewers with short-term memory issues that can't remember what happened last week. So they're not even giving us a flashback from a season ago or two seasons ago. This is a flashback from the last episode we watched. Christine tells Cody they just need to be free of each other. She tells Cody she is just ready to be free, and she says it was bad before COVID as Cody looks away like an annoyed teen pissed his mom is forcing him to clean his room, including those nasty socks under his bed. Cody doesn't make any eye contact at all. He glares, turning his head completely to the side as Christine speaks, and she says it's been 10 or 12 years of bad. In confessional, Cody says he isn't in a good place about this right now. He's shocked. He's angry. How can he be so shocked? He can't do the basics as a decent father, husband, or human being. He could not attend Isabel's surgery. He tried to manipulate Christine and leverage intimacy with her to attempt to force her to adapt her behavior with his favorite wife. How is he shocked that his now ex-wife he treated as less than, now wants a divorce. Look how he abandoned Christine regarding the Utah move and how he threw her to the wolves during that group discussion when behind closed doors he was all for the move. This guy is a pathetic, narcissistic asshole of the highest order, in my opinion, and he shouldn't be so shocked that some of his wives are realizing they deserve better and capable is incapable of giving them what they deserve and they're realizing Cody may not be good enough for them. Everything with Cody is about Cody. It's always about his feelings. He is angry. What about him taking accountability and having concern for his wife's feelings or his kids? He only thinks from his perspective. It's always selfish. It's always about his ego. It's always just about Cody. It's about himself and how he feels. He never considers anyone or anything else. Cody says since then, he has been just going through the drama in his head. Yes, this is hard for his ego to reframe this so he can cushion the blow. Cody is grappling not with how to best be there for his ex and the kids that they share, Cody is grappling with how to reframe this so it's not on him, so he takes no accountability in order to cushion the blow to his ego. Cody says he thinks of the things done wrong. He thinks of what could have been. He thinks of the blame, the refusal in his own head to want to take any accountability for what has happened. Cody admits he refuses to take accountability. He wants to lay all the blame and the fault of this 
at Christine's feet because then he doesn't have to feel it. His ego can stay intact. Cody says he is struggling to take Christine seriously about things in the past. He still wonders if this is really real or if Christine will change her mind. She's gotten to the point where your boxes are in the garage. She was kind enough to label them. If I was her, I wouldn't even label the boxes. I would make it a fiasco. But she labeled the boxes. She set them in the garage. She made it clear. She told him verbally what else does he need to understand that this is really real. He wonders if Christine will change her mind. He says he and Christine went through a whole discussion about how he is never there. And Cody really feels that's a tit for tat. No, Cody wants to try to diminish and dismiss Christine's very valid points about how he was not a fair and equal husband and father in her household. And Cody wants to make it seem small, like they are just going back and forth, being petty, like it's some kind of game or competition. It's not just a tit for tat. Out of 800 days, Cody came three times for full days, two times kayaking and one time hiking, according to Christine. And one of the times he did not even participate and get in the water. He just stood there, according to Christine. Not to mention one of the times he brought Robin's kids along to his time with Christine and their kids. And don't worry, guys, we will get into the contradictions and the hypocrisy and the different standards one wife gets surrounding that. It's a big deal to not show up consistently and regularly and to not be fully invested with your kids. Christine knows that her kids deserve more. They deserve better than an idiot with a big ego who allows his bad relationship with his wife to affect how engaged and invested he is with his kids. Then, when Cody feels okay with not attending Isabel's surgery while trying to lie to viewers and paint himself as the protector of the family who doesn't want his kids dying, when he has one child cut open, closest to death, having a lung deflated and screws hammered into her spine, he can't be there, not for the child closest to death. That broke Isabel's heart. If Cody was really a protector, he'd be there. That traumatized her, and it made her surgery and recovery even harder on her than it had to be. Because on top of the physical pain she had to endure, she had to cope with the emotions of feeling like she isn't a priority to her dad, like she isn't loved unconditionally by him, like he isn't willing to sacrifice for her, like she doesn't matter enough for him to be there with her during her scariest moment in life thus far. This isn't just a tit for tat and the notion that Cody still isn't sure if maybe Christine is just playing, maybe she'll change her mind, that shows just how big of an idiot this man really is. Kotex, super absorbent, not just the regular. In my opinion, Cody has no connection to reality and zero self-awareness, zero. It's pathetic. He complains he has the highest standards of the family, the highest expectations only he is able to reach, yet he can't even do the basics as a husband and father, and he can't even be there for things that one would never consider ditching. I don't know any parent in the world who would think it's optional to attend a major surgery, none. But what I did see is, Although Cody could not make it, 
Hunter, Cody's son with Janelle, was able to sacrifice to be there for Isabel. Now for Hunter, a sibling, that's not something he has to go do. It could go either way. It wasn't necessarily a given that he would be able to make it with school and work and his adult responsibilities. But since Robin had Cody's balls in a sling and since Cody feared COVID so much, even though he claims he's a self-proclaimed alpha male, and since Cody cannot separate his bad relationship with a wife from the unconditional love and support he should be giving to his kids, since Cody can't look like a hypocrite who broke his own protocols, he just could not attend Isabel's surgery. It was too inconvenient for him, even if it broke Isabel's heart. But Hunter, Janelle's son, a very mature, responsible adult man who loves his family unconditionally, who loves his mom, Christine, and who loves his sister, Isabel, could sacrifice. He could quarantine. He could drive three hours each way and take time from his busy schedule, his school, his work, his friends, his girlfriend, and he could find a way to make it. Cody always takes jabs at his sons. Cody always takes jabs at Janelle's sons, saying they aren't real adult men. They could move out. But so far, the only one who acts like a prepubescent child, the selfish one, the moody one, the bratty one, the only one who has zero emotional intelligence or self-awareness or maturity, or sense of accountability and responsibility, seems to be Cody Brown. His sons already eclipse him in the mature adult arena, and they are barely past 20. I don't see them acting like assholes. I don't see them acting like narcissists with giant egos. They don't seem to devote all their time lugging their egos around. Cody says that Christine saying he was never here is a tit-for-tat because he feels she was always traveling during COVID. He says she is always doing stuff that makes it so he can't be there. He is deflecting when it is not Christine's fault that he makes the choice to not show up as a husband and father unless people bend at the knee for him. Listen, Christine follows CDC guidelines. She has kids. She has older kids going through pregnancies. She can't be held hostage in her house by Cody's COVID mandates. So he can just stop by for two hours, barely engaged on his phone, looking annoyed to even be there. And she will not be dictated to on how to live. Cody is the one choosing to do things my way to the T with no compromises. And he's saying, I will be a father and a husband a few hours a week, or you can do it things your way. You can do the CDC guidelines and you won't see me. I will abandon my kids and I will neglect them and I will deprive them. And I will not be here for you as a husband unless you bend the knee and do things my way. No compromise. That's Cody's choice to decide to not be there as a husband and father. He refused to compromise. He wanted to dictate and be all or nothing. And that's on him. That's not on his kids. That's not on his wives. And Cody doesn't get to deflect and place the blame on them for why they won't see him. He made the choice. He is the one not holding up 
his end of the agreement of what he signed up for. And he made this choice. He needs to own it. It's no one's fault but his that he doesn't see his wives and kids. The fault is just on him. And if I was Cody, I would get the space between my ears checked because in my opinion, maybe instead of COVID, Cody should fear his possible decline in mental wellness because it's only getting worse. Cody says Christine is always doing stuff to make it so he can't be here. Again, Cody is choosing either be dictated to on how to live by me or I will not be there. This is his choice and it has nothing at all to do with Christine. Christine isn't doing anything to make it so he can't be there. Cody is making this choice. This has nothing to do with Christine and her travel. This has to do with Cody alone. Cody says, Christine said he had never been there before COVID. And Christine explains in confessional that even though she asked Cody not to sleep there anymore, Cody can always still hang out with the girls. But he doesn't. He is not there at Christine's any more than he was before COVID, and he's not there any less. It's the same. Meaning, before COVID, he did not regularly come see Christine. Remember, Christine said it was three full days out of 800 days. Truly hasn't even noticed it because Cody never comes around. He didn't come around more before COVID. He didn't come around during COVID. He doesn't come around that much after COVID. So truly did not feel the change that she was seeing her dad any less. That is sad. And it's been that way since Vegas, where he wasn't equal with his time we learned this episode. Geriatric Robin with her nursing home curls and plastic beaded necklace and plum cheetah print shirt says it's weird when wives are like where are you what are you doing and she is like he is going there's one more thing that i have to mention about robin and her look her horrible eyebrows that are drawn on way too thick are shaped terribly between the curls and the necklace and the eyebrows i feel like this is a fashion show at the senior center All Robin needs now is a hover round. Robin says that Cody is someone who keeps himself very, very busy. He's always running around. Uh, Robin wants to make excuses that even though basically Cody lives in monogamy with her, she even herself doesn't get to see him because Cody is a busy, 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 very, very important man. Robin says, even back in Vegas, everybody was still complaining about time as they show scenes of Cody running from house to house like an idiot in Vegas. Mary says, from the first time that she met Cody, he has always been high energy and everywhere all the time. And sometimes she wishes he would be more focused and centered. And sometimes she just realizes this is just who Cody is. Robin says different people think Cody is not being fair with his time. When she says different people, obviously she means Janelle and Christine and their kids. 
In the favorite wife's opinion, the wife who lives monogamously with Cody, Cody is actually really fair with his times. But to Robin, Cody's fair. And the issue is, it's just that his wives aren't tracking it because they are struggling. And she says, it's really easy to sit there and think of the lack when you are struggling. She wants to try and suggest that the wives and the kids are wrong because Cody is having a very rough relationship with his wives and they are struggling and they are negative. They're inventing shit. They're focusing on the bad. They're focusing on the negative. It's their fault that they focus on that. It's not Cody's fault that he isn't being fair and equal with his time as she is the one getting all of his time and she is the one backing his bullshit narrative. If Robin was all about the family, she would be honest and admit the truth that what the other wives and kids are getting is less than they deserve, that it's not fair and that it's not right, and she would demand that Cody do better. Instead, she is defending him, being a shit father and a shit husband, deflecting onto her sister wives, saying they perceive this and it's not true, when it absolutely is. And she wants to blame the wives and say that it's because they are struggling with Cody, so they are misperceiving the situation. They are thinking of it negatively. Robin needs to go get beep. She is trying to discount her sister wives and their needs and the needs of Cody's children by saying they misperceive things. They misperceive themselves as getting less just because they're in a really bad place with Cody, and that's not true. Like, it's their warped perception making them feel this way. Like, it's not true. She is a woman, and she is trying to gaslight and be ridiculous and manipulate and lie. And Robin isn't going to manipulate viewers with her verbal diarrhea. This is bullshit. She said in the beginning, her heart swells with love for her sister wives. She wants to be a part of the team. She wants to be indispensable. She's an empath. She is a great communicator. She's sensitive. She wants the family to be sensitive and understanding and all of that garbage. Robin and Cody, in my opinion, are equally yoked. They're equally toxic and they're equally as manipulative. If Robin gave a fuck about the family, she wouldn't dare come on TV to try to suggest that the rest of the family perceives it wrong. They only look for the bad and it's not true. Guess what? Robin is a lie and Cody is a lie. And Professor Yankowiak says that when the sister wives don't look out for the team and when they don't prioritize what is best for each other, it all goes to shit. And all Robin has ever done is prioritize herself and her husband. And now rather than say the truth and stand up for the family, since she's all about the family, the family she helped to destroy by prioritizing Cody over the group, she wants to make it seem like they are all so negative. They look for the bad. She wants to deflect on them that they are the problem. Robin is the problem. Cody is the problem. The biggest problem of all. Janelle says she couldn't live in Cody's world. He's scattered and she says she knows Cody uses his car as an office. And guys, I noticed Cody was driving a new luxury convertible midlife crisis car. And he also has his Karen sun visor on with his ramen curls poking out the top. 
He looks like a soccer mom, like a Karen. It looks so bad. And he's driving while holding the phone to his ear to talk while driving. I don't know what the rules are in Arizona, but where I live, you got to be on speakerphone hands-free if you're driving in a moving vehicle that you are driving. We learn from Janelle that when Cody is going to her house, he doesn't get home till about 6 p.m. Janelle knows that Cody ends up at Robin's a lot to help with the little kids, but she isn't sure where Cody is or what Cody does with his time. Robin says that she and Cody have a lot going on during the day. That's why she has a nanny, so she can have the nanny help her instead of trying to ask Cody to help with the kids. Robin says it's not really fair of her to ask him to help when he has so many responsibilities and he has such a big family. Guys, please keep in mind these two points as I continue. That Janelle says he ends up at Robin's a lot to help with the little kids. And also Robin saying she has a nanny to help with her kids because it's not fair of her to ask Cody to help with his kids because he has too many responsibilities and such a big family. I am addressing the hypocrisy and contradictions in a moment. But for now, I just want to mention how Robin is suggesting that it's unfair for her as Cody's wife to ask him for help with the kids. And she is also suggesting that it would be unfair of her other sister wives to ask for help or support from Cody regarding his kids with them, that they should never ask Cody that they should find other ways to handle it. They shouldn't rely on their husband for help and support. I don't give a fuck who you are or how big a family you have or how many kids you have. None of it matters. These are just excuses for Cody to have a more convenient life so he doesn't have to do anything extra. He doesn't have to be there to father his kids or to support his wives. It doesn't matter that Cody lives polygamy or that he has three wives and a tribe of kids. Cody is still responsible to be supportive as a father and a husband. And if a wife needs support from her husband with his kids, he is still responsible to give all of his wives what they deserve. All of his wives, not just one of his wives. And Cody is still responsible as a decent father to be there if his kids need him. End of story, no matter how old they are. Cody signed up for this. He promised he could do it, and he had almost 20 kids. It's on Cody to be able to give every kid what they deserve, and it's on Cody to give every wife what they deserve of him as a husband and a father. It's not unfair to expect Cody to pitch in. And the idea that Robin is suggesting that it's unfair if the wives or the kids need Cody for anything extra is ridiculous. Robin wants all the wives to take less than they deserve. And she wants all the kids in the family to accept less than they deserve from their dad. But she interestingly gets the majority of Cody's time and attention. And although she claims it's so unfair, so she has the nanny, to not burden Cody with the kids, she herself is able to ask Cody for help 
and to get it from him. And I will get into that different standard in just a moment. Also, what the fuck does Robin do during the day? She has three adult kids at home and two elementary school aged kids and Cody there plus the nanny. What is she busy with? She and Cody probably sit in their love nest or they make trips to Victoria's Secret during COVID to light up their sex life, which Cody will probably lose interest in very soon since Robin is getting up there. As the nanny probably does all the caregiving during the day. So Robin can try to keep her marriage in the honeymoon stage like she wanted in the beginning. She doesn't work. She isn't successful like the other wives, Christine, Janelle, and Mary. What does she do all day? Does she make vision boards and play with her creepy dollhouse? Cody says he has Christine telling him that the kids don't think he wants to be around them. He says he has stayed home all year. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done his business things. His business thing is selling guns and gun accessories at expos. So he didn't do his business things because expos weren't going on during the pandemic. But if Cody had a choice and he could do his business things, I think he would. Cody says he didn't see his friends. He didn't travel. And Christine's lifestyle hasn't been infringed upon by COVID. I think Cody made the choice to do his protocols and live and die by them. And he tried to dictate that he wanted everyone on a permanent lockdown with him. And when they refused and they continued living life and going by the CDC guidelines, Cody got pissed that he limited himself, that he put himself in a box. But Cody didn't want to look like an idiot. He refused to compromise for his ego's sake and his own arrogance. And then he got pissed that he was miserable living by his rules when the majority of his family continue to live as safely as possible, going by the CDC guidelines to the extent they could. And Cody got pissed they could still live while he made the choice not to. Cody is miserable and he wants everyone around him to be miserable too. Christine says it's hard to see such a contrast with Cody and how he is at Robin's house versus how he is at her house. Christine says he's disengaged at her house and she says she and her kids hike all the time. They go kayaking all of the time and Cody came hiking with them once and he brought Robin's kids because he was babysitting them. Cody says it's not normal for him to babysit his kids. He's been working all of his life. He was raised on a ranch and they were always busy. Cody says the idea of going and kayaking or hiking and stuff like that is not something that he really does a lot of with anybody. Cody says he's good at watching his kids, but he almost never does. It's easier for him to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour than to lose $200 an hour with the business he has. Okay, so I have a lot I'd like to break down here. Now, let's go back to last episode. As we recall, Christine worked a part-time job at night. And Aspen was in fifth grade, and she had to tuck the kids in at night and run the household while Christine worked her shifts. 
She also had a high-risk pregnancy at this time and all of her responsibilities during the day. The homeschooling, the caregiving for around 10 kids at a time, taking care of Janelle's kids too, doing the chores, cooking, shopping, doing all the housework. Christine went to Cody. She was overwhelmed and she asked Cody for help. And Cody said no and he reminded Christine she signed up for this and she needed to hold up her end of the deal. And he told Christine he could not help her. Let's keep in mind that Cody is able to pay for Robin's nanny when she has two elementary schoolers and three grown adults at home, plus Cody. Yet she needs the nanny and Cody has no problem helping her retaining a nanny for her. When Christine was overwhelmed with 10 kids at a time, plus the high-risk pregnancy and the housework and the part-time job to make ends meet, Cody couldn't help her with shit. During this time, let's not forget, despite the family's finite resources, to the point where just the squeakiest wheel gets the grease, Cody got a large commission for a sign he sold. And instead of putting that money towards his wives and kids, or helping Christine so she could avoid a part-time night job during a high-risk pregnancy among all her other responsibilities, Cody contributed that commission to paying for Robin's rental as Robin sat on her ass and she didn't work to contribute to the family. She was a huge liability taking from the family finances without putting anything back in. In my opinion, Robin was 30 plus at the time. It was her responsibility to work to support herself and her kids. All she contributed to her situation was her tax return. And the rest, Cody and Janelle did as Robin sat on her ass. Now, back then, when Christine was working her part-time job and Aspen had to be parentified and run the house when she was in fifth grade, and take the initiative those nights tucking in her siblings, Christine went to Cody and she asked that Cody please just come by to tuck the kids in so that fifth grader Aspen wouldn't have to be placed in a parentified role. And Cody told Christine he can't help her. He refused to help her. He said he has other wives and kids and it would be unfair to take time from them when he was in their houses for their time in the rotation. He said Christine was asking for more than her fair share in asking him to talk the kids in a few nights a week. Christine pointed out to Cody that they all lived in one house. It would not even require walking more than a few steps to reach Christine's part of the one big house they lived in, and Cody refused. All she asked was that he talk the kids in and he could not. Now, we know Janelle just said that Cody is at Robin's a lot to help with the little kids. We also have Robin saying she hired a nanny to help with the kids so she would not have to ask Cody because that's unfair to Cody to ask him to help as their father since he has so many other responsibilities and such a big family. Robin says it's unfair to even ask Cody for help as the husband and father. She doesn't ask for help since it's so unfair. But Janelle knows Cody helps with Robin's kids. And we know Cody pays for Robin to have help in the nanny. 
We also know Christine asked for help and she was told she can't have any. And when she asked Cody just to tuck the kids in a few nights a week, he refused, saying he wasn't in her house those nights. And he had other wives and kids and it would be unfair to them. Then we find that Cody was babysitting Robin's kids and he only spent three full days out of 800 days with Christine. And on one of those three days where it's specifically supposed to be time for Christine and her kids with Cody, Christine did not find it unfair to infringe on his time with Christine and his kids with her by bringing Robin's kids to tag along because he had to babysit them all day because Robin asked him. So Robin thinks it's unfair, but she asks Cody for help and Cody doesn't mind giving her help and Cody doesn't mind giving her help even when it infringes on another wife and kids limited time with him when that was the excuse he used when he wouldn't tuck Christine's kids in at night a couple times a week, that it was too much to ask, that it was unfair to the other wives and kids because he would be possibly at another wife's house in the rotation on those nights, that it would be so unfair and that it was more than her fair share of what she should be asking for. But it's not more of Robin's fair share of what she should be asking for to ask Cody to babysit all day on a day when it's his time with Christine and her kids. And he thinks it's okay to bring them along to her time with him, with their kids. That's not unfair to Christine, apparently, in Cody's eyes, and it's not too much of Robin to ask of him. Robin said that it's unfair to ask Cody for help with the kids. It would be unfair of his wives to ask Cody for help with their kids. But she, as favorite wife, asked Cody for help with the kids that day, despite the nanny, and Cody babysat all day long. And he had no problem bringing the kids during a time he was supposed to have private quality family time with his ex-wife and kids. He had no problem with that being unfair to Christine and her kids. And he also had no problem pitching in to help Robin when he could not help Christine tuck in her kids a few nights a week so Aspen wouldn't have to in fifth grade. When Christine asks for help, it's too much to ask. When Robin asks for help, no problem. He'll even bring them on a day he's supposed to spend with his other wife and kids, even though that's unfair. Robin, the empath, didn't even consider how rude and unfair it is to infringe on Christine's time with her husband and her kids by having Cody babysit and bring her kids along. This is Christine's kids' time with their father. This is Christine's time with their father. He's only there three full days out of 800 days. She couldn't find another babysitter. Cody had to babysit them and bring them to Christine's time. Cody and Robin are hypocrites of the highest order, and they constantly contradict themselves. Cody says that he is good at watching his kids, but he rarely does. Cody isn't good at watching his kids. Do you guys remember Truly's kidney failure that began on Cody's watch while Christine was away? Truly had the flu. And Cody wasn't careful to be sure that Truly was hydrated enough. And that's how that started. And Truly nearly died. It was very scary. So Cody saying that he is good at watching his kids is such a fucking joke. 
The next point I want to make is when you are a parent, you aren't babysitting your kids, that you are the biological father of. You're doing what you're supposed to do as a parent, as a father, and caregiving and watching your kids. It's not a part-time role to play at after school. Cody isn't their babysitter. He is their father. He is their full-time parent. He is their full-time caregiver. It's not something he can only do sometimes. He isn't babysitting. It's his actual full-time job to be a parent and watch his kids. He isn't babysitting his kids. He is their parent. He is their father. It's his 24-7 job to watch them. When he has to watch them full-time, hands-on, he isn't the babysitter. It's a requirement of being a father. He isn't babysitting. He is their father. I also want to point out that when Cody says he rarely hikes or kayaks, it's not about the activity. It doesn't matter what he usually does or doesn't do, or if he typically kayaks or hikes or not. This isn't about Cody's personal preferences. This isn't about what activity they're doing as a family. This is about Cody spending quality time bonding and connecting with his wife and kids. This isn't about his personal preference. It's about as a father and a husband spending time with his kids and his wife. Cody seems more concerned on if the activity his wife and kids will do with him is what he wants to do and if it's convenient to him. It's not about what they do. They could be making fucking candlesticks. They could be going rafting. They could be going bowling. They could be going to a movie and dinner. It doesn't matter about what the fucking activity is. It matters that he is there bonding with his kids when he can, while he can. We only get to be kids till the age of 18, and that is precious quality time. It doesn't matter if he likes hiking or kayaking or not. It's not about that. It's about the time spent and the bonds that are deepened. But Cody is so selfish and superficial and flat that he just doesn't seem to get the point. It's sad. Next, Cody says it's easier for him to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour than to lose $200 an hour with the business he has. Cody seems very concerned about money. He's a greedy little bastard, and it's not about what is easier for him, and it's not about the money. Listen, when this guy is at the end of his life and he passes, will he think, boy, thank God my life was convenient. Thank God I have money. Or is he going to think of the connections, of the bonds, of the time with his loved ones and his family and the memories? It doesn't matter if it's easier to pay 20 bucks for a babysitter versus losing 200 an hour. Is that 200 worth more than being with your child and connecting and bonding and establishing that relationship while you can? It's not about the money. Cody doesn't seem to get it. You know what? I would rather lose 200 bucks than put my kid with a stranger. And a kid only has 18 years of being a kid and forming that relationship. And it flies by. And in the blink of an eye, that childhood and that opportunity to see your child grow and to connect and to bond is gone. Is the connection with your child not worth more than $200? That connection lasts beyond life on earth. That $200 is meaningless in the grand scheme of things. 
I'd rather lose $200 and have the quality time. But Cody doesn't seem to have the capacity for unconditional love. I don't think Cody truly loves anyone unconditionally. And I don't think he loves himself either. And even Robin, his favorite wife, will one day grow tired of this. And she'll start wondering where her voice went. And she will speak up and she will become an inconvenience to Cody. Does she think that he will bend for her in the end, that he will love her enough to listen when she wants to speak up and he's done with it? He will just do the exact same shit he did to Mary and Christine that he is now doing to Janelle. He's going to do this to Robin one day. She isn't above it just because she is the favorite wife now. One day she will grow tired of enabling Cody. The kids will get older. Does she think he will stick by her? Christine mentions that Isabel said that she and Gwendolyn both talk about how they see their mom's relationship with their dad. They see their mom's relationship with their dad is broken. And Isabel told Christine that she can't imagine what it's like for her mom to see Cody with his other wives. And Isabel expressed that they don't want to see Cody with the other wives either. Robin says this isn't a new complaint that Cody favors her. Yes, because it started ever since she began courting Cody. Robin got different standards from day one. Robin says they make assumptions about how Cody is at her home. They don't make assumptions. Cody says it. He even said Robin's house is the only house that feels like my home and her kids feel like my kids. When Cody refers to Robin's kids, they are always his kids or our kids. When he wants to talk about his kids with Janelle or Christine, they are Janelle's kids or Christine's kids. He never calls them his kids or our kids. He wants to distance from taking ownership of them. And it's fucked up and all the kids notice. Peyton said as much in an interview he did once. Robin says she isn't getting some preferential treatment even though that's what they think. Robin says plural marriage is hard for her too. No one cares about how hard it is for Robin. She is not the victim here. And the words with Cody and Robin never match the actions. They are trying to spin a narrative that suits their optics. But viewers have seen this for years. And even the other wives and kids who have to live it aren't making assumptions. They see the same thing. The other wives and kids who live with this aren't making assumptions. They aren't spinning a tale. It's the truth. And just because Cody and Robin deny it, it doesn't make their false narrative the reality here. Cody has had different standards for Robin from day one. I'm going to go through a few examples of the cruelty in sensitivity and the different standards Robin got from day one. Now, I understand when you're in love and you feel that rush in your head and in your heart, it's hard to shove it down. You want to express it. You want to touch. You want to shout about your love from the rooftops of your mansion. I get it. But in a polygamous situation where one man already had three wives and that man is declaring Robin is his soulmate, And on her end, she is doing disgusting shit. Like, for example, when she sees Cody's kid wearing his jacket, 
She takes it and smells it and she tells this kid, I miss your dad. When that kid knows her mom is struggling because of this woman, that's really not appropriate. And that's not something a sensitive person would do and that's not something an empath, so-called empath, would do. Robin gushed about being Cody's soulmate too. And it's really cruel and it's really insensitive to say these things out loud and to be this proud about it, gushing in everyone's faces about how in love they are. A soulmate means a pair destined, the ultimate love. How does Robin think the other wives feel hearing all of this gobbledygook? How did she think the kids felt hearing her speak like that, hearing Cody speak like that? It's very insensitive. I'm sure it sucked balls. It was salt in the wound for the wives. And it shows Robin's lack of awareness and her lack of emotional intelligence and her lack of sensitivity. It's very cruel. She claims she is an empath. Anyone who says that, in my opinion, it means most likely they are a big time manipulator. Next, the next thing that they did that was very insensitive and of different standards than the rest of the wives is that Cody and Robin kissed at the engagement. I don't care. I believe in premarital sex and all kinds of evil, terrible things in a Puritan's eyes. But in a situation with plural marriage, when there are three other wives and a gaggle of kids and an emphasis on things being fair and equal, there was a lot that happened with the favorite wife that was not fair and equal. And Robin and Cody can sit there and say it's untrue, that it's assumptions. But people tell lies every day to themselves, to God, to the people they love, to TLC viewers. And when what you see with your eyes doesn't match the words that you hear and the narrative you are being sold unsuccessfully, it's best to look at the actions to see where the truth lies. And the viewers can decide if it's just an assumption that Robin is the favorite wife when really, according to her, she isn't, or if the actions prove, if what her eyes see proves that she is actually, indeed, the favorite wife. I know what I think, I know what most of you think, but since Robin wants to claim it's a dim-witted assumption made by the family that she is the favorite, we have no choice but to look at the actions. And I've got time today, and if I miss anything, since there is so much to cover, please let me know what we can add that we have seen with our eyes on film that will show that this favorite wife thing is a fact based on actions and not a silly little assumption based on lies. No one is assuming anything, and Robin is being very destructive. First, she suggested it was unfair of her or the other wives to ask Cody for help with the kids when she does so herself, and she is the only wife who gets help. Now she wants to suggest the other wives and kids are weak-minded because they struggle with Cody, and then they make false assumptions. Yet she's all about the family, and her heart swells with love for her sister wives, and she signed up for polygamy. She doesn't want this. She doesn't want monogamy. As she wipes away her fake tears and scrunches her face to try and milk them out like a pit bull to try and just squeeze out just one drop. If I was Robin, first of all, I'd take an acting class 
This woman is no more a victim of this family than Amber Heard was of Johnny Depp, in my opinion. Back to the unfair standards. Back to the engagement kiss. Now, in their culture, it's typical for the woman to wait to kiss their husband at the altar because they're marrying a man who is already married. And it's part of the decorum and the etiquette and the standards in the Brown family that they wait to kiss till the altar. Now, Mary was the first wife, so she didn't have this standard. But when Janelle and Christine came along, they waited to kiss Cody until they were at the altar. And Christine was pissed when she learned that Cody and Robin sealed their engagement with a kiss because that isn't the standard and that's not what they do in their family. Next, we learned that not only was Robin getting the biggest wedding, but Cody was also very invested in every detail of the wedding when he couldn't give a fuck about Janelle's wedding or Christine's wedding. Robin staged a wedding dress shopping experience with her sister wives, Janelle, Christine, and Mary, in order to bond with them, to gain rapport with her sister wives, to gain brownie points with them, only for Cody to announce that he, in fact, picked Robin's wedding dress. Christine was understandably upset because Cody couldn't have cared less about her wedding. He was not involved. He didn't want to be involved. We also learned that Cody took his wives on three or four day road trips to seedy motels heading to his parents' ranch in Wyoming for the honeymoon of a lifetime with Janelle and Mary and Christine. Now, with Christine, his third wife, even though he'd married twice before, somehow the notion that he had to plan a honeymoon as the husband just totally skipped his mind. And Cody blamed his wives for not reminding him that he needed to plan a honeymoon. Now, did Cody forget or did he just not care? Was Cody just lazy, hoping to conveniently skate by with the bare minimum as usual? Christine was heartbroken that Cody didn't plan something romantic. He didn't whisk her away to a romantic getaway. He threw her in the car in convenience that now he had to have a honeymoon and he was cold and distant and he took Christine on a thrown together road trip through the sticks of Montana as Christine had to wonder who the fuck this man was she married. With Robin, things were different though. With Robin, Cody planned a 10-day honeymoon to sunny San Diego, complete with a rented Sebring, a honeymoon suite, and organized trips to the wild animal park and surf lessons to cross items off Robin's bucket list. And all the dry humping and swaying and embrace the tourists at these family attractions could hope for. On that honeymoon, Robin mentioned she loved brushing her teeth with Cody now that they were married, and Cody loved the way he could talk with her till all hours of the morning without having to head home. No other wife or child ever got 10 uninterrupted days of Cody's time, besides Mary, who lived monogamously with Cody for three years as his first wife. The wives were hurt by this honeymoon, it was at a time right after Cody and Robin married before they knew what the new normal would be. 
before everyone adjusted to the new family and the dynamics and the wives had to wait 10 days with things up in the air as life as they knew it would never be the same. They knew it would permanently shift into something unknown. The wives struggled with their emotions during this trip. They were hurt. They were sad. They were angry and heartbroken because of the disparity between what Robin got and Cody's investment in Robin versus what they got. And in the end, these women did so many mental gymnastics that they were saying that Cody is a great husband because he tailors your experience with him according to what you need as a way to justify them getting less than what Robin got on her honeymoon. I am not going to go into everything that's unfair standards with Robin, but of course we know that Robin also gets a nanny to help her. And when Christine was overwhelmed and she asked for help, Cody told her he had no help to give her. He could not help. She signed up for this and Cody could not even bother tucking her kids in a few times a week so Aspen, a fifth grader, wouldn't have to be parentified tucking in her siblings. There are more examples, of course. There are many examples, but if I list them all, this will take far too long. So if you guys have any more examples to share of times we noted that Robin gets different, special, preferential treatment as the favorite wife, Let's list them. Feel free, if you like, to comment them in the comments section since all of this seems to have skipped Robin's mind. She is the wife who got to live monogamously with Cody during COVID for nearly a year. And I believe the COVID protocols Cody and the nanny created and Cody's rigidity with them, his militancy, have to do with Cody wanting to intentionally make it hard knowing his family would not accept it, knowing that it was impractical, knowing that it was impossible, knowing he wanted to find a justifiable way to live monogamously with Robin. Robin is the favorite wife, and it doesn't matter what Robin and Cody say. The other wives notice it, all the kids notice it, the viewers notice it, the only ones who lie about it and deny, deny, deny are Kotex and Goblin, and they can try to cry, woe is me, victim, 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 but nobody buys it. After Robin whines that plural marriage is hard for her too, Cody says the good news is that Savannah is over COVID. So in 10 or 14 days, or 10 or 20 days, Cody will be able to go over to Janelle's in just a couple weeks. I'm sure Gabe is preparing the red carpet and Garrison is out shooting the pheasants to roast for his arrival. What a joyous affair that the ramen-haired king of the prairie dog playland has agreed to grace them with his presence. I cannot wait to make a thumbnail of Cody standing on his dirt mound infested with prairie dog plague. That scene of Cody standing on his mountain of dirt was epic. Cody says he will be able to stay at Janelle's again. Savannah is better, Janelle is better, and Gabe and Garrison have been better for a week. Notice that he told Gabe and Garrison that he would care for Janelle in a previous season if she got sick. 
And the boys told Cody, I think it was Gabe specifically who said, that they would end up caring for Janelle if she got sick. And when everyone got sick after being exposed at Robin's house, I want to know, why wasn't Cody there caring for Janelle like he said he would do? Gabe insisted during that conversation that it would be him taking care of his mom. Garrison knew Cody wouldn't do it. And Cody never showed up to help at Janelle's when she got sick. And he said he would long ago in that talk with Gabe and Garrison on Coyote Pass. I wonder, did Cody even call to check on Janelle during her illness? Cody says he still needs to be careful, but he's able to go over to Janelle's without worrying about getting COVID and passing it to anybody else, at least for a while as Cody understands it. He says what Janelle tells him is that she can't get COVID now for 90 days. And they started making travel plans and then Cody realized after they made the plans that he can still get COVID. Cody realized or Robin tightened that vice on his balls some more. Robin says Janelle and her kids have gotten over COVID, but they don't know yet if that's a safety situation where Cody can't get it. See, in my opinion, Cody was ready to do a trip with Janelle and then Robin whispered in his ear that he still isn't immune and she put the kibosh on the whole thing. That's my guess. That's why in the next scene, we see her explaining that Cody may not be safe because let's remember what she said. Her kids can't be away from Cody for long or they get upset and they get agitated. And if Cody is away from Robin's whispers for too long, he might just listen to his other wives and kids. He might just grow a pair. He might come to some profound realizations Robin wants to avoid. Cody is frustrated by it, but he says this is just the life they live, though, and he is realizing more than ever before during COVID how much one person's actions can affect the rest of the family. Irony at its best. He is realizing how one person's actions during COVID can affect the rest of the family. Cody is learning how much one person's actions can affect the rest of the family. Really? I wonder if he's projecting about himself since he is the one whose actions and behaviors and COVID protocols have ruined the family and done more damage than COVID ever could. Cody really needs to look at himself and ponder that question. Christine says in confessional, yeah, Cody's actions are in fact hurting the whole family. It's true. In confessional, Robin says, Cody's been at her house a lot just by default because of the decision that the other wives are making. No, this is not by default. It's not because of the other wives' decisions to not be dictated to that this is happening. This has zero to do with the other wives and their choices aren't what's keeping Cody away. That's bullshit. Let's get this straight. Cody is the one making the choice to die on this hill of the nanny's COVID protocols. He told everyone, do this 
or I won't be here as a father and a husband. You will drop everything and live as hostages in your own homes. I will dictate the rules. It's all or nothing. No compromise. He dictated, do this and see me or don't do it and I won't be here. I won't be a father. I won't be a husband. I will not compromise. Cody made that choice. It's Cody's fault. This is not at all on the other wives' decisions. This isn't on the kids either. Cody isn't forced to live. Monogamy with Robin based on the other wives' decisions to follow CDC guidelines instead of Cody's mandates. Cody is making the choice not to be there as a husband and a father. This is not on his wives. This is not on his kids. This is on Cody and it's cruel and manipulative and it's very fucked up of Robin to say that to blame the wives for why she is living monogamy with Cody, to blame the wives for why Cody can't be there and give fair and equal time to his wives and kids. Cody is making the choice that they either be dictated to on how to live with no compromise and he will be there or they reject his dictating and he won't be there. It's on Cody, not on them. And only a weak imbecile would allow themselves to be dictated to. Robin allows herself to be dictated to. She allows her kids to see that that's acceptable, that it's acceptable to be controlled by your husband with no compromise, that it's acceptable to have no voice. And that's her choice to live like that and show her kids that example. But she doesn't get to blame the wives as the people at fault for Cody not coming around. She doesn't get to blame the kids as the people at fault for Cody not coming around. The only person at fault for Cody not coming around is Cody. This is on Cody, and in my opinion, Cody did this intentionally to facilitate a situation where he could live monogamy with Robin, where he could unburden himself, and where he thought he could justify giving unfair time and investment to the rest of his wives and kids. He wants to justify living monogamy with his fear of COVID. This is manipulative, it's abusive, it's controlling, and it's neglectful to all of Cody's wives and kids. First of all, this is a very unsure, scary time where his wives and kids need him the most during a pandemic, and he also signed up to be a father and a husband. He doesn't get to dictate this way. He doesn't get to dictate his way or he won't be there for what he signed up for as a father and a husband. Cody is always preaching about taking accountability, but he never takes a fucking shred. And Robin is a disgusting woman enabling Cody to behave so abusively and neglectfully to his family, to his wives and kids. She enables him, and now she wants to support him in spinning his lies and manipulations and his bullshit narrative. And Robin should be ashamed of herself as a woman. She is ugly inside and out, and it really shows her character and that her heart doesn't swell with love for these women, like she said. Robin doesn't care about the family. Robin cares about Robin, bottom line. If Robin had any respect for the family or any dignity as a woman, 
She could not sit there on that confessional couch saying that Cody is at her house by default because of the decisions the wives are making. This is bullshit. Between the way Robin tried to say Christine did not work hard enough on her marriage and the way she continually throws Gabe and Garrison under the bus like an idiot and the way she now says it's the wives' decisions creating this. It shows how manipulative Robin is and it shows how she is a terrible excuse for a woman and how she and her husband Kotex are cut from the exact same rotten cloth. And her ugly inside definitely shows on her outside as well. And those eyebrows shaped like meat cleavers, they are symbolic of the effect she has had on the dynamics of the family coming in as the favorite wife, butchering the family dynamics. Because when she came in, she didn't prioritize the family. She prioritized Cody. Maybe that was Robin's inspiration for styling her eyebrows in that way. I don't know who did her eyebrows, but whoever it was that did her eyebrows like that, they really, really did her dirty. And those ridiculous curls. Those eyebrows look like two butcher's cleavers. How did Robin look in the mirror and go with it? Robin loves Cody dearly, she says, but this is not what she chose. Robin says Cody's other relationships are stressing him out so much that it's not like it's really fun to have him around that much anyways. Robin says Cody is an angry man. He's really struggling and he struggles with what is going on. He struggles with what's going on between himself and Christine. And Robin has never seen Cody like this before. She says it's including the kids and that's getting worse for Cody. And Cody is having a very hard time. Robin doesn't think everybody is quite understanding what is going on here. Robin says she misses her husband because Cody is not himself, as she is on the verge of tears, as usual. There is a scene of Cody standing on his pile of prairie dog plague dirt. Robin says anytime she tries to talk to Cody, she gets anger thrown at her, and she has to say, hey, hey, I'm not the one you're mad at. There is a scene of Cody aggressively trying to get the snow off of some logs at Coyote Pass. Robin has tried to speak with her sister wives. She has tried to talk to Cody, but nobody is willing. Robin is starting to feel really helpless. You know, I really don't feel sorry for Robin. I think that Cody is probably starting to realize that he was manipulated by Robin from the start, and he can probably see that, yeah, there were issues before Robin came along, but he was happy enough and he did things as fair and equal as possible as a husband pre-Robin. There were issues, of course, but everything was manageable. Cody, Mary, Christine, and Janelle formed a functional dynamic. They could live with problems that weren't as huge as they are now and they knew each other, they knew each other's quirks, and they had been together like that as a family for 16 years. They were very well adjusted. And 
At that point, before Robin entered the family, Cody, Mary, Christine, and Janelle all prioritized the family. When Robin came in, maybe they did sell her that they were one big happy family to an extent this dream. But Robin makes it clear from the get-go that she prioritized her husband and her marriage, not her sister wives and not the family. She came in and she prioritized Cody. Cody then prioritized her. Plus, obviously, when you're in love, the heart wants what it wants. Robin was easy. Robin was more convenient for him. It was smooth and easy. She stroked his ego a lot. So naturally, Cody gravitated to her. Mary, Janelle, and Christine still prioritized the whole family, as Cody and Robin prioritized themselves. Things began being less fair and equal. The dynamic really shifted when Cody shifted his priorities from the whole family to Robin, and that's what happened to Team Brown. The wives could feel after Robin's entrance when they saw Cody's investment with her that they were just Cody's obligations. They were a chore for him to complete when he had nights with them. He, everything was a chore for Cody and it wasn't from his heart that he was there with his original wives. It wasn't like he wanted to be there. He wasn't as engaged. He wasn't as invested. And in Cody's heart, he probably really wanted to be at Robin's house. He was fully invested there. Robin made Cody feel Like he led her, like she depended on him, like she obeyed him, which he misappropriates, obviously, as loyalty and respect to Cody. Obeyance is defined as loyalty and respect. And obviously, being obedient has nothing to do with loyalty and respect, and that's not the case. But in Cody's warped mind, that's how he feels. Robin was able to whisper in Cody's ear. Together, they managed Cody's relationships with his wives, and Cody relied on Robin's empathic abilities, which really is her being able to read the emotions of the others in order to manipulate them and string them along. And Robin was able to direct Cody on how to string the wives along, on how to give them the bare minimum, what to say, what to do. When he had issues in his separate marriages, He went to Robin and Robin counseled Cody. And Robin doesn't give good advice. She gives advice to torpedo things and burn the house down. Do you guys remember the honeymoon special when Cody said we, meaning he and Robin, decided to give them, his other wives, some of what they want. We decided to give them some of what they want. Robin helped decide what crumbs Cody would give his wives to keep things at bay and he would inform her of his personal problems with each wife. And that crosses a multitude of boundaries. Last episode, Cody said Robin was good at giving advice on how to make relationships work. She knows how to make relationships work, apparently, and she helps Cody do it. But notice her advice that she gave about Christine was the worst advice one could give. Her advice did not hold her sister wife, Christine's, best interests at heart at all. She advised Cody to do what exactly? To go stay in Christine's house, even on the couch, even though Christine told Cody verbally 
he was not welcome to stay the night there. And she took the action of packing Cody's shit in boxes and putting it in the garage. And Robin's advice, despite this, was for Cody to violate Christine's boundaries, to violate her sense of safety in her own home, to disregard Christine's voice yet again, to disregard Christine's clear wishes, and her advice was for Cody to spend the night on the couch regardless of what Christine says or does. Robin doesn't give a fuck about her sister wives. She deliberately gives shitty advice under the guise of her shitty empathic abilities. I think Robin is very manipulative and she is either an idiot with no brain cells to give the advice she does or she is incredibly manipulative in her ways. A person who wouldn't mind to burn it all down. I think now Cody is mad at Robin because he is realizing he allowed her into his individual relationships. He allowed her to guide him and she guided him in her own self-interest. And he realizes he was whipped by Robin and now he is losing his kids, now he is losing his wives, now he is losing his family. And maybe, even though Cody wants monogamy, he really didn't expect it to go this far. And now he is wondering about how he will get to his planet in heaven. Now he is starting to resent Robin because maybe he realizes this is serious. He lost his kids, he lost Christine, he will probably lose Janelle too. And he sees why. And maybe it's not completely Robin's fault that he picked her as his favorite. But she manipulates the situation for her own benefit. She enables Cody's bad behavior. And Cody's accountability is on Cody squarely. But Robin, if she was genuine and she was all about the family, if she was a good wife and a good sister wife with her standing, she would have encouraged Cody to do better, to be fair and equal to all of his wives and kids. And instead, she got all she could for herself and for her kids. Cody may be an idiot, but Robin is also a manipulator who enables Cody big time. So if Cody is angry and resentful of Robin, I don't feel bad for her. As a wife, as a favorite wife, getting the special treatment she got, she knew the dynamics. She knew she was getting different treatment and investment levels than the rest of the wives. And it was on her to tell Cody she would not accept that, that she wants him to invest in all the wives and kids the same. But Robin accepted it and she enjoyed it and she milked it for all it's worth. And now she wants to cry because Cody is resentful, because Cody is angry saying, oh, I didn't sign up for monogamy. Well, guess what? Robin made her bed. Her sister wives aren't going to help Robin with Cody. Now that she's starting to get shit treatment too. Robin did not help when she could have held her sister wives' best interests at heart. Cody and Christine are going to talk. Four weeks ago, Cody and Christine discussed why she moved all of his stuff out to the garage, and she told Cody she was leaving. Cody was frustrated during that discussion. Cody is afraid that he is on the edge of losing his shit. 
Well, mentally, in my opinion, Cody has been losing his shit for years now. If I was Cody, I'd start going to therapy. It's not going to change him at all, but this guy seems to be missing a few cards in his deck based on his behavior. Cody is also afraid that Christine is on the edge of losing her shit. He says she is the doorway, the passage for him to get to his children. Cody is acting like all of a sudden he wants to be father of the year. And this is bullshit. Christine will never keep Cody from his kids. She isn't that type of woman. If anything, she shielded and protected her kids from the kind of guy Cody is so it doesn't traumatize and stress them. Cody is lucky Christine is the type of woman who puts her kids first. And Cody, now acting like he won't be able to see his kids, is a joke. Out of 800 days, there were three full days of Cody being with his kids. One of those days, he brought Robin's kids, and one of the times, he refused to even get in the water with them when they went kayaking. He could not attend Isabel's surgery. When Isabel got back during her recovery, she wanted to visit her dad and her siblings at Robin's house, and she was told no when the nanny was allowed in. Cody makes almost no effort to even call some of his kids regularly. He gets so jealous when a wife prioritizes her kids. In fact, for some of his kids, he wishes he could legally evict them. Cody isn't about his kids. So now he wants to act like Christine is preventing him from his kids or like it's going to be a problem that she moves to Utah. Cody isn't about his kids. Cody is about his ego and Cody is about what is convenient to him. And Cody only knows how to love very conditionally. In my opinion, he doesn't know unconditional love. He doesn't know how to communicate. He only knows manipulation and distancing and giving attention only if his ego is sufficiently stroked. And whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It has to be Cody's way and it has to be convenient for him. Cody won't sacrifice or go the extra mile. He won't take the extra step. Like Hunter was able to do, for example, when he was able to be there with Isabel after her surgery, Cody is a pathetic loser of the highest order. He is a terrible husband and a piss-poor father who is only able to see things from his selfish, arrogant, warped perspective. So Cody can say he is all about the kids. He's all about his kids. He's a protector. He doesn't want his kids to die of COVID, God forbid. So why is it if he's so worried about his kids dying and he's such a protector? So why is it that when his daughter was closest to risk and death on an operating table, having screws embedded into her spine and her lung deflated for access, why was Cody not there as the protector he claims to be? Cody is a bullshit artiste. He's a used car salesman. His words never match his actions. This guy isn't about his kids. If he was about his kids, it wouldn't be just three full days out of 800 days that he sees his kids with Christine for a full day. If Cody is about his kids, 
he wouldn't be chomping at the bit to evict them because his ego is bruised that his sons won't be dictated to. If Cody is all about his kids, he wouldn't allow his negative emotions towards a wife or his bad relationships with his wives to affect the way he loves and supports his kids. This man is an arrogant coward who puts himself first. It doesn't look to me, based on what we've seen so far over the seasons, like Cody's kids are his priority. To Cody, his wives and kids, his family, are an obstacle to his goals in life, not his priority. And guess what? The COVID protocols are intentional so that he can justify himself from his perspective in not having to burden himself with his obstacles so he can live his goal of monogamy. If this guy is all about his kids, they were right next door for years. Where the fuck was he? Cody admits to Christine he has had a lot of introspection on this about how he and Christine are not supposed to break up. Cody says he is supposed to fight for it. Christine tells Cody it's okay for her to want to move on. And Cody says it's a real paradigm shift. Do you guys remember last episode? Christine said, why do you want me to stay? And Cody said, because he guesses he's supposed to. This is all about Cody. This is about how Cody feels. He doesn't ask Christine how she feels. He doesn't take a shred of accountability for their failed marriage or his failure as a husband and a father. He doesn't think about how his kids feel. He is only concerned with how he feels and how his ego feels. See how much of a selfish douche canoe this man is? Cody is sitting here wondering if he is making a mistake. And Christine asks what Cody means. And Cody says he is wondering if he is making a mistake of letting Christine leave. Of Christine leaving. Christine asks Cody if he feels like he is making a mistake in letting her go. And Cody says he is worried that he is making a mistake and he wonders, is this going to damage their children? Listen, I grew up in a situation with a person who acted very much like Cody, except there was more anger and worse things. And I grew up seeing the physical stuff, being involved, hearing the arguments, seeing the behavior patterns modeled to me, having to walk on eggshells. I saw that and I endured that till I was 18 years old. And maybe one day I'll discuss some of the things I endured. It's not for the faint of heart and this is not the time. But I will say this. Christine getting her kids out and getting truly out before she sees the extent of this, before she clues in, truly having healthy relationships and a support system and unconditional love modeled to her will save her from having to come to terms with the damage of being exposed to this later on in life as an adult. And the best thing Christine can do is get the kids away. Having Cody around when everyone has to walk on eggshells, having Cody around with his anger and his resentment and his moods and the stress, having only conditional love and the preferential treatment, all of that will do more damage. 
all of that stuff isn't healthy for Truly and she shouldn't see it. And in my opinion, Truly deserves more than a disengaged dad who comes by for a few hours, who causes stress and walking on eggshells, who isn't fully invested. When soon, Truly will notice the reality. She will notice how her mom is treated. She will notice how her dad behaves. She will notice that the love is conditional. She will notice all of it. So in my opinion, it's better that Truly see Cody twice a year and that it's fun and a healthier dynamic than for her to see him sporadically slightly more often for a few hours at a time under this dynamic because very soon she will notice an unconditional love from family will serve truly much more than the conditional love she can get from Cody just in my opinion the damage Cody has done to the kids is already done and the way Cody treats the mothers of his kids. If Cody thinks that the kids don't notice that, he is smoking some good shit. The kids notice and it hurts them to see his behavior. It hurts them to see their mom struggle, not only with the lifestyle, but with Cody's personality traits, the control, the ego, the selfishness, the lack of emotional intelligence, the lack of self-awareness. And Cody feels obedience equates to loyalty and respect. And I want to point out that when the wife and kids who obey him do so, it's because they want to keep Cody at bay. They want to keep him peaceful. They want harmony. They know what it means to disobey him. It's basically like humoring a toddler to calm their tantrums. They aren't obeying Cody because they believe in him and they believe what he is doing is right. They aren't obeying him out of adoration and respect because they respect him as a man or because they have faith in his capability. They do it to keep things easy and peaceful. Cody is very narcissistic and he has a very skewed sense of perception. And because of his warped mindset, he perceives everything as me versus them. He's always defensive. He's always on edge. He always feels threatened. His love is conditional based on how much his ego is stroked and based on how much he feels obeyed and adored by you, based on how much you bend the knee. Cody is worrying about the damage to his kids when it's already too late. And the best Cody can do now, in my opinion, is to go get professional help. He will never change, but he can improve perhaps, maybe. And then... Maybe, just maybe, he will be less likely to let down the two little kids he has left who don't know how their dad is yet. Cody worries that Christine leaving will damage their kids. He damaged the kids repeatedly for years. It will help them and heal them if Christine leaves. It's the best she can do for them. Cody says he has been in this paradigm shift for a long time with the expectation that there would finally be a breaking point and he and Christine would get counseling. But that's not how things worked out. Cody says for Christine, finally there was a breaking point and she is out. Okay, first of all, I'm not a shrink. I know nothing about that and I won't claim to, but I do know this. If both people go to counseling and they are already checked out, after years of issues and resentment, 
And Christine is obviously already done and Cody abandoned her years ago as a decent husband. What the fuck is the purpose of the marriage counseling? The therapist can only do so much. The therapist can't do a miracle here. If Cody wanted to do therapy, he should have just said years ago before Christine reached her breaking point when she was still wanting to try. There was a period of time where Christine was still wanting to try very hard. She worked very hard for years, by the way. And Christine probably would have tried counseling before she reached this point. You can't burn every step of that bridge with your wife. You can't make no effort at all for years and ignore your wife's voice and make her feel less than. And then when your wife decides she wants out, you can't say, oh, well, I was hoping you would do counseling. That's a joke. That's preposterous. It won't work. If Cody wanted to make this work, he would have made an effort years ago. I think Cody thought that he could treat his wives like shit and that they would just take it till the end. Christine doesn't need counseling to make the marriage work. After having to live with a man like Cody, she may want counseling for herself to heal and that's her choice what she wants to do. She may choose that she prefers meditation. She may not want to do anything but heal naturally. That's her choice. But in my opinion, Cody does need help for sure. And from my experience, people with his personality traits, with the narcissism and the ego and the control, in those types, a tiger doesn't usually change its stripes. If I was Cody with every wife unhappy with me and most of the children wanting no contact or minimal contact, having an issue in every relationship in my family, I'd look at my inability to have a good relationship with 20 plus people in my family and I'd wonder if maybe I'm the problem and if maybe I need some help. But that's for Cody to decide. But I think he needs way more than marriage counseling. Cody needs to fix Cody before he can attempt to salvage any of his relationships. And I'm not a shrink. I don't know what the fuck they do for people like him or if anything can even be done. But surely he can check. Surely he can try. Because Cody doesn't have just the odd issue with one wife here or there or a few kids every now and then. Everyone in the family has some type of issue in their relationship with Cody. And everyone has some type of issue in their relationships. That's normal to a degree to have an issue here or there. But this man has issues with damn near everyone in his family with 20 plus people. So the issue obviously isn't them, it's him. But I don't think Cody's ego would allow for him to make that realization. I love how Cody says, finally there was a breaking point for Christine and she is out. Does Cody not understand that she has been at this breaking point for years and she shoved it down to participate in this family and raise the kids? She said as early as the filming of season one that she hates the lifestyle. She hates polygamy. And Cody got angry with her. And since then, Christine tried to tolerate getting less than she deserved for the family's sake and for the kids. And she didn't just come to a breaking point now. It's been over 20 years. But Cody doesn't seem to get that as if it's just COVID 
that brought Christine to this breaking point and not year after year of Cody's bullshit and bad behavior as a father and a husband. Christine says it's been months since the conversation about no intimacy in their marriage. Christine says if Cody was interested in therapy, he could have said something. He wasn't. He is just saying this now as a last ditch effort, hoping Christine will agree to it. Cody says Christine has this deer in the headlights look like get away from me. Christine tells Cody she never thought that she would be in a situation like this one. She thought she and Cody would be together forever. Cody asks Christine if when she finally decided that she would leave, she felt relief. And Christine answers yes with no hesitation. She tells Cody she looks back and she wishes she left in Vegas and that she never came to Flagstaff. In confessional, Cody says he has had three wives threaten him that they were leaving him on and off their entire marriages. The threat to leave is always out there. We know one wife was Janelle and she's left before. We know one is Christine. I'm guessing the third is Mary during the catfish sitch. But in another episode, he once said Robin has threatened him. Christine says she chose to live plural marriage when she was really young. And she imagined she would always live in plural marriage. So even when things were hard in the past, Christine just thought to herself that plural marriage can be hard. She thought that it was okay to be sad. And she was a lot sadder than she thought. But she tried, she tried, and she tried. She tried to be happy as much as possible, and even though she was sad, she still found joy in things. Plural marriage is tough, Christine says. It's really tough. Janelle thinks that Cody and Christine have struggled for a very long time. She feels it's more of an inevitability coming instead of a, let's try to work this out. Mary looks at plural marriage like any other marriage. She says, If the parties involved aren't interested or willing to do it, there is not a whole lot else that can be done. Robin says plural marriage is very hard and that's why you can't get lazy in it. You have to choose it every day. You have to want everyone in the family to be happy as much as you want yourself to be happy. It's the only way to do it successfully, according to Robin. Robin, the woman who came in like a tornado, prioritizing Cody and her marriage to Cody over the other sister wives and the family, the woman who enabled favoritism, the woman who enabled Cody's bad behavior, who manipulated alongside him as the family dynamic got destroyed in the wake of the tornado, wants to now give advice on how to be successful at polygamy when she's the one basically living monogamy. She is saying that you have to want everyone to be happy in the family as much as you want yourself to be happy. Really, is that what Robin does? What does Robin do to sacrifice to make others in the family happy? Like, for example, maybe she's referring to when she took the 10-day honeymoon with Cody when his wives and kids really needed their dad and husband around for stability and support. 
when the dynamic they had known for 16 years was in upheaval with Robin's entrance into the family, and Cody thought it would be fine to take 10 days of having his wives be emotional and anxious, not yet knowing what the new normal would be. Or perhaps Robin is referring to when she, as a fiancé, demanded equal time with the wives, or when Isabel wasn't allowed in her home during her recovery, when all she wanted was to see her dad and her siblings. Robin says you have to prioritize the family's happiness and you have to want their happiness as much as you want happiness for yourself. So why was Robin a minute ago blaming the wives' decisions as the reason Cody could not come around and the reason he was mostly at her house? Why was Robin advising Cody to violate Christine's wishes and her boundary and her sense of safety in her home? Why was she advising Cody to ignore Christine's voice and what she clearly wanted in telling Cody verbally to not sleep there and packing his shit and putting it in the garage? Robin advised Cody to ignore Christine and sleep in her house anyways on the couch. She advised Cody to violate Christine's sense of safety in her own home She advised Cody to ignore what her sister wife requested of her husband. Is that the way Robin means to want happiness for the family as much as she wants it for herself? I love how Robin implies that you can't be lazy. You have to actually choose plural marriage every day. As if she is saying here that her other sister wives are lazy They aren't choosing it, and she is, when she happens to be the wife who conveniently gets the favoritism and the monogamous experience with Cody, she gets all the favor. She is so condescending, just like her Kotex. Kotex and Goblin were made for each other. It was written in the stars. Cody apologizes to Christine for being so angry when he asked her, What do you want? And she told him that she just wants to be free. Cody is sorry he was so angry. Christine thanks him and she tells him that's very sweet. And the look on her face is like she pities him, like he suffers from an intellectual disability or something. And she pities him knowing he just doesn't have the ability to understand this. Cody has had to do a lot of introspection. Christine laughs in confessional and she says she is really grateful that he is just being real and that he isn't mad and that he isn't angry. Cody says it feels like this major injustice that is being done to him and it galls him. Cody needs to go get beeped. Listen, see how everything is only about him, how he feels, how it affects him, how it affects his ego. He isn't worried about how the kids will feel or the damage he has done to them over the years with his toxic behavior. He isn't worried about how Christine feels or what he can do to help her get established. He isn't worried about the damage he did to Christine, the suffering that he put her through, or the way he made her feel with his bad behavior. He isn't taking a shred of accountability for his behavior. 
not even just one grain of sand's worth. He isn't at all going over his mistakes or the way he has wronged Christine or the way he wishes he handled things differently or the way his inability to be a good and decent father and husband has affected her and their family. Notice how we see zero accountability from Cody, zero self-awareness, zero recognition of his fault in the matter, zero remorse, zero genuine apologies, zero accountability, zero mention of anything Cody would be mentioning if he really comprehended this and if he was really sorry. Nothing of the sort is going on here. Cody instead is pissed about this injustice done to him that it galls him. What about the injustice his wife had to live through for 25 years, having no voice, not mattering as much as Robin, not having equal time, not having a good, decent husband who was attuned to her needs and fully invested in their marriage and their kids together. Christine should be the one galled by the injustice. Cody has no right to say, oh, he's galled, oh, the injustice. He isn't apologetic. He isn't the victim. I don't even think he realizes he failed as a husband and a father. It's all about the injustice to him, about what's being done to him, how burned he feels. Again, my sentiment is Cody should go get beep. Cody says Christine is doing this to him. It galls him, but he never considers what he has done to her. It's so fucking insulting. Cody tells Christine he needs to get to a place where he can rejoice about her happiness and her freedom. So his ego is hurt that Christine is happier leaving him and he wants to get to a place where he is happy that she is happy. It's really pathetic, in my opinion, that after 25 years and six kids, he still always finds a way to be selfish and put himself first. He can't just be happy that Christine is happy to be free. He cannot acknowledge that he cannot give her what she deserves as a husband. And he certainly cannot give his kids with her what they deserve as their father so far. He couldn't even go to Isabel's surgery. And it's all about Cody. Never once does Cody talk about Christine's feelings. He is sitting there talking about what he needs to do to soothe himself and rectify his ego. It's all about him. I don't know how the fuck Christine is able to just sit there so pleasantly, so patiently, so diplomatically. She probably won't even get herself a lawyer to secure her best interests for Truly just because she wants to be done with it. And now she has to sit and listen to this imbecile she sacrificed most of her life for as he tells her what he has to do to feel better about himself because she did this to him. What the fuck? When Kotex tells Christine that he needs to get to a place where he can be happy for Christine, that she is happy and free, Christine tells Cody that's the sweetest thing he has ever said, by the way. Wow, if that's the sweetest thing after 25 years 
and all she sacrificed, that shows you the level this man is operating at. And it is very low, very low. Christine knows Cody is incapable of better. In confessional, she wants to thank Cody for trying to support her. She knows that was the closest Cody will ever even remotely get to anything resembling support. And Christine is a classy woman. She could easily skewer Cody into shish kebabs during her confessional scenes. And instead, she has grace and diplomacy and class. And she is probably doing that for her kid's sake. But if I was in her shoes, I don't know how diplomatic I could be. I really admire Christine's patience a lot. Christine says that's the sweetest thing Cody has said to her in years, that he needs to get to a place where he can be happy, that she is happy and free. And that indicates that for 25 years, Christine's happiness wasn't important to him. She didn't matter. And now he is saying he will have to try to be happy. She is now happy. Not that he is happy she will be happy. He has to try. Cody acknowledges his fault in this. That's what he says. He says that he acknowledges that she will never be happy with him because he isn't capable to give her what she deserves. But he's going to try to be happy that she is happy being free. That's the mother of his kids. The happier she is, better she will be at everything she attempts in life, including mothering the kids. And we know regardless what a beautiful, wonderful, nurturing mom Christine is to all the kids in the family. And we know she never let her unhappiness affect her ability to love the kids unconditionally. All the kids, not just her own. But do you guys understand how hard that is to know you are unhappy and shove it down and to not allow it to affect the level of love and nurturing you give all of the kids? Christine is a badass woman and she is helping a lot of women, not just in polygamy, but women in relationships with men afflicted with the same types of personality traits that Cody has. She will help women who are treated as less than, women who aren't seen or heard in their relationships. And she is showing these women and men too because there are men that are also in these types of dysfunctional relationships. She will help these people who have to live with people with narcissistic tendencies to know that they deserve more and they can do it. And that's something I can have nothing but 100% respect and admiration for. Christine will help give hope to a lot of people. She will help inspire a lot of people by telling her story, by putting it out on the air, even though this is difficult for her. And I really admire what she's doing. Christine tells Cody what is healthy for them and their family is her leaving. Because it's not working and it might just be her. Well, she decided not to take less than she deserves. And she knows Cody isn't capable of better. And she knows Cody will never fully get this. 
So she says that to make it easier on him because his ego will never allow for him to fully comprehend that he failed. Cody says he has only said a couple of times, if you aren't happy here, you can leave. Um, on the show, he said it more than a couple times. He says he didn't expect that you aren't happy here would mean you're going to leave. So what? Cody expected that telling the women they are free to go was a threat to make them fall in line and tolerate less than they deserve. He expected the wives to learn to tolerate less than they deserve and less than a husband and a father should give. He expects them to live where they aren't happy. He expects them to stay. What is in it for them exactly to stay where they are unhappy, where they are not heard, where they aren't all equals or seen as their husband's equals? So basically they should be unhappy and stay to what end? For what? To end up on Cody's planet in the afterlife? Oh, by the way, I just want to point this out briefly. If Cody is a bad husband and he passes, God forbid, and his maker decides Cody should go to hell, hypothetically, guess what I found out? The wives aren't judged by God individually based on their own souls and their own merits. If Kotex goes to hell, his wives that are sealed to him get to go to hell with him, regardless of how good they were. Cody's fate in the afterlife determines the fate of his wives unless they leave him. So the wives have to live polygamy to get to heaven in their faith. If the husband is good and he has the right number of wives, he gets the planet of his own with his kids and his wives in the afterlife. The wives' only reward for living polygamy is to have a place in heaven. And if the husband is good, they'll have their place on the planet with their husband. They don't get their own planet, but they're allowed to be on their husband's planet. But they are sealed spiritually to their husband. So if a wife was to marry a lemon, a total dud, a dick face, and God feels the husband deserves the fires of hell, it doesn't matter how good the wife was, how good all the wives were, or what their souls individually merit for them in the afterlife. If the husband goes to hell, they get to go to hell regardless with their husband. This is some utter bullshit. If you don't marry the right husband who's a good man in this faith, Your salvation is on the line as a wife, regardless of the contents of your soul and the contents of your character on earth. That is completely meaningless if the husband is a bad seed because guess what? You are sealed to him. So you get to go to hell with him. I found that very interesting to note. What is in it for the women? Christine didn't know that being alone and not being married would feel okay. They flash back to the scene of Isabel and Christine driving to Isabel's surgery. Isabel's dad couldn't make it, but she was wearing her dad's hoodie he gave her to keep him close. Christine says she and Isabel went to her surgery, just the two of them, 
The doctors were telling Isabel that her dad would be there soon. And Christine told them he wasn't coming. And they were shocked. Like, what? The doctors couldn't believe this girl's own father couldn't have the decency to show up. Because normally, unless the father is dead or maybe overseas serving in the military, they would be there with their daughter. There is no question. Most normal, decent fathers would be there for their kid during a surgery. No question. The child's parents are usually both there, even in situations of divorce. Both parents will normally come to major surgery. It's abnormal for a father not to come. It's very weird behavior. So when Christine had to do all this alone, she realized she can do this by herself during Isabel's surgery, and she is fine doing it alone. Cody tells Christine the thing is, in the past few weeks, every time he comes over, Truly is really happy to see him. And Christine reveals she hasn't told Truly anything. She doesn't know that Cody doesn't sleep there. To Truly, it's no different than before. Christine hasn't told Truly anything about the divorce yet. Truly has friends whose parents have gotten divorced, and she talks about how it's the worst thing in the world. So Christine doesn't want Truly to know until they absolutely have to tell her. Cody says Christine made this decision without him, without checking with him. He says there was no fair representation of Cody in this relationship. If Christine knows she can no longer do marriage to him, she can no longer do marriage to him. If one party can't do it anymore, it's done. What can Cody do about it? When Christine knew that she was leaving, she told him, There is nothing to work on after 25 years being married to the human equivalent of a wall. What can Christine do? She decided she no longer wants to be married to him. He cannot force her to stay. What fair representation of Cody? What the fuck is he talking about? Listen, he wasn't there as a husband. He was not fair and equal with his time. He basically abandoned Christine. He was not equally invested in all of his wives and kids. He was not engaged the few times he was over at her house. He phones it in every time. Christine knows Cody isn't capable of better. He cannot do it. She is done. There is nothing to work on. There is nothing to be done. There is nothing to be said. Christine was very fair. Over and over and over the seasons, We see her trying. Christine tried very hard. We see her try. And we see nothing but Cody and his empty words and rhetoric and manipulations. We see no actions that show that he is able and willing to do better as a father and a husband. We see no actions that indicate he is able to be better. Remember the anniversary trip to Galveston with the therapist? Back then, Cody refused to even acknowledge his marriage to Christine and his marriage to his wife. And she was willing to work on her relationship back then. Cody railroaded everything the counselor suggested. He bulldozed. He did stuff his own way. He ignored 
the therapist, he ignored Christine. Look at their experience with the rock tower. The therapist told them, build a rock tower representing your marriage and your anniversary. Do it together. Cody railroaded the assignment. He insisted it would be a rock tower based on the whole larger family. And Christine expressed wanting to make it about their marriage. Cody refused. He built a rock tower himself representing the four marriages and the whole family. Despite Christine's request and despite what the therapist assigned them. He didn't like the therapist's assignment so he instead made his own assignment. Cody doesn't give a fuck. Therapy won't do shit for them. He is not capable. Christine tried over and over and over to make it work. She gave and gave and gave. And Cody refused to budge. And now he wants to bitch about fair representation. Cody always acts like a little bitch. This woman, Christine, didn't feel she mattered. She knew she was less important to Cody than Robin, and she knew her voice wasn't heard by her husband, Cody. She didn't matter enough for Cody to hear her for years, so he doesn't get to sit and bitch about Christine being unfair. This woman, Christine, was way too good for him. He was unfair to her. He was abusive. He was manipulative. He was condescending and insulting. He was absent as a father. He was absent as a husband for years. He did not even do the basics like attend his daughter's major surgery. And now he wants to cry, woe is me, this is unfair. Take a fucking Midol and shut the fuck up. I can't with this guy. I really don't feel bad for him. He treated Christine like she was less than him. It wasn't a fair marriage of equal partners with unconditional love and respect and compromise. He consistently treated Christine as less than. He betrayed her a million times. He made her feel like she didn't matter. And now he wants to play victim and bitch and try and spin the narrative. But that's not going to happen here. Christine says it's been months since Cody said he wasn't interested in an intimate marriage in any way with her. Christine says she can't keep waiting for him to want to be an involved husband. She can't keep waiting for him to be a hands-on dad. It's not working, she says. She and Cody have been waiting for each other for 10 or 12 years now. Cody says he just needs to let it go. He doesn't know why it's such a struggle. It's curling his toes. Cody says he needs some grief counseling or something. He doesn't know what's going on here with his attachment. He can't let go because it's his ego. Cody is facing either admitting his accountability and his failures or keeping his ego intact. If he lets go, he has to come to terms with the fact that he isn't so great, that he isn't the best father, that he isn't the best husband, that in fact, he is a failure. Cody doesn't need grief counseling. Cody needs major therapy. He probably needs to get diagnosed and to get help. In my opinion, only as a layman, 
Anyone can tell that there is something very wrong with this guy between his ears. Just in my opinion, just speculation. Cody says he has known his purpose for 30 years here with this family, making a safe and healthy and functional environment for his wives and kids. And he is struggling here because he doesn't know what it looks like when Christine shatters this reality for him and moves on. If Cody thinks the environment he's created is safe, healthy, and functional for his wives and kids, he is tripping balls. And Cody lives in a dream world where he doesn't see what is really going on and how destructive his behavior is that he's saying that Christine is shattering his reality for him if she leaves him. This has been going on way before COVID, like years and years and years, and he still doesn't get it. The reality that he thinks is the reality in his head, the fantasy he imagines is the reality, that has not been a reality for any one of his wives and kids. That might just be a fantasy in his mind that he thinks is a reality. But if he thinks it's safe and healthy and functional, that ship has sailed years ago. See, Cody, in his perception of things, views himself as this great leader, this great husband and father. He thinks his family environment has always been great. This is all great without him really being invested without being self-aware about the reality of the situation, without him being there contributing as a decent husband and a father in all of his households. Cody doesn't seem to deeply connect. He doesn't really see the discord between the reality his wives and kids face and the reality of the dynamics in the family and the fantasy he envisions in his head. Christine tells Cody that they're just friends now and they will be good friends. And Cody says he is just trying to be big about this. This is Cody trying to be big about this? When the fuck is the part where he takes the accountability? Cody says he isn't in a mindset of being friends. He says he is married to two divorced women. He knows what their opinion is of that guy. See, Cody isn't concerned about Christine or the kids. His main concern is that Christine will have a shit opinion of him as her ex-husband and as a father, and he is worried people will think he's scum, including Christine. And he's worried that if Christine leaves, she will have bad stuff to say about him, and she will have resentful feelings towards him, and Cody's ego can't take that. Everything is about how this will affect how he is perceived. He is worried selfishly that he will be perceived negatively. He's worried about how he will look to others. He is worried about his optics, not about his ex-wife and her feelings and her well-being or that of the kids. Everything is about Cody and how it affects him. And all of his concerns are incredibly superficial and they're all very selfish. He says Janelle and Robin were married before he married them and they don't have good relationships with their exes. And Cody doesn't want that to happen here. He doesn't want Christine going around the country telling people that he is a bad person. You see, he doesn't want to look bad to others 
but he has zero concern for the things he should care about and the people he should care about. He has zero concern for the kids or Christine or the family or how he damaged them or how they feel. Cody tells Christine it doesn't need to be complicated if she made the decision already to leave. And Christine explains that it's already complicated because it's not just she and him. Cody asks how it's complicated. He is so fucking dense. Obviously, it's complicated because, hello, they're in a plural marriage system. There are other wives. Cody says he doesn't know what's complicated about it. He says it's like she has chosen to leave. Okay, goodbye. Christine asks Cody if he is fine with her moving away to Utah. And Cody says, not really. And he asks where she thinks that she's going to move to. Christine says the Salt Lake area. And Cody complains that that's eight hours away. Cody feels it's unrealistic for them with the situation with their kids. He asks Christine If she really has to move that far. And Christine says, yeah. Christine has family in Salt Lake. Do you guys remember that she was originally from that area before she even married Cody? She should go where she has her family, where she has a support system. And wherever that is for Christine, Cody should have no problem at all accommodating her. Anytime he wants to see his kids... He should have no problem traveling. Let's remember that Cody barely made an effort to see his kids anyways when they were right in his backyard and they were local. So now he wants to play father of the year as if Christine is creating obstacles for him, preventing him from seeing his kids. That's not happening. Christine is more than happy to have Cody visit her kids. He hasn't even seen them when they're right in his backyard. So this is all bullshit to me. Now, Cody suggests that St. George should be an option for Christine. And Christine says, gross, she would never move to St. George. Isn't Robin from St. George? I wonder, and this is just speculation, if Cody wants Christine to move to St. George because then when Robin visits her family, he can kill two birds with one stone and conveniently see his kids. Or I wonder if he knows the community there in St. George and he knows he and Robin and their friends can spy and whisper about what Christine is up to. Christine would never move to St. George and she makes it clear in confessional. Cody says he is disgusted by this. Okay, and guess what? We are disgusted by him. Cody is disgusted by the idea that Christine is moving and that she will take Truly and move to Utah. And Cody says Truly is his child. The child he almost killed because he failed to make sure she was hydrated as the adult in charge while Christine was away with the other wives. Truly is his child. Now he's complaining about it. Now Truly is his child, the apple of his eye. When Truly is the child that he probably doesn't see all that often. Who does he see more? Saul and Ariella May or Truly? 
Cody says he doesn't want to push Christine into something crazy. Says men don't win in the divorce world. And guess what? He's researched it. All this is about for Cody is his money and keeping his coins. Cody asks Christine, would we be breaking up if you didn't need to go to Utah? And Christine doesn't know, but she doesn't think that they would last. Christine says what she is looking for is a place to envelop Truly in family. And she can take Truly to a better support system where she is surrounded by love. Whereas in Flagstaff, most of the time, it's just her. She says Truly doesn't understand at all. She doesn't see yet what Gwen and Isabel have seen for years. That Cody is just somewhere else and that he just prefers to be somewhere else. So Christine says she would rather take Truly away from the situation before she clues in. Cody tells Christine there's a community that Truly has here in Flagstaff, but he says she just doesn't have access to it because Christine has chosen to travel and McKelty and Tony aren't quarantining. And Christine lets Cody know she doesn't think they have had a real true community here in Flagstaff. Cody is so short-sighted. He keeps assuming that Christine is leaving him because of the COVID thing. And he is using the pandemic as an example as to why Truly doesn't have her community and the support. And he seems to be blaming Christine for traveling to see McKelty and Tony who refuse to abide by Cody's protocols. As if that's the reason why Truly doesn't have access to her non-existent community in Flagstaff. Robin says when they first moved to Flagstaff, she was shocked at how much the cohesiveness of the family and the unity of the family was really struggling. She complains that she doesn't recognize her family. Christine thinks their family has been dysfunctional for a long time. Mary says when the older kids were younger, the sister wives needed each other more. And it's really been interesting seeing their relationships changing. Cody tells Christine he has always loved her, but he has not been in love. And Christine completes his sentence and she says, for a long time. Now, last episode, Cody admitted to Christine, for him, it wasn't a romantic marriage. He didn't love her, but she was head over heels for him and it was always romantic for her. Christine tells Cody he was her first love and he's always going to be a part of her heart, always. Christine says she fell in love with Cody and she was in love with him. She was smitten with him for so long and she wants to remember being in love with him. Christine tells Cody the conversation with Robin and Janelle and Mary she isn't looking forward to and she doesn't want to burn bridges at the end of this. Christine says some relationships are going to be fine and some are not going to be fine. Cody says in confessional that he feels unmanly. 
He really should feel unmanly and he should have felt unmanly all these years with his pathetic, cowardly, spineless behavior as a father and a husband. Cody says he feels unmanly so he won't sit and tell his wives, hey, somebody is leaving me. He doesn't want his other wives to see him as weak. With the way Cody carried on about COVID and the way he refused to go to Isabel's surgery, how the fuck does he think most of his wives would perceive him as anything other than weak and unmanly? The second he didn't go to Isabel's surgery, his balls shrunk in their eyes. This is about Cody's ego and being afraid that everyone is going to see him as less than. And they already see him as less than because of his behavior like a spineless coward. Cody says he doesn't want to talk about Christine with his wives. What an idiot. Doesn't Cody know that ship sailed long ago? He is weak. And deep down, let me tell you, he is a very insecure guy who uses his ego and arrogance as a coping mechanism to mask his insecurity. What would have been manly and strong would be for Cody to take accountability and for Cody to work on himself and for Cody to have gone to his daughter's surgery and for Cody to allow himself to be inconvenienced even if it means him sacrificing to do things fair and equal. If Cody was manly and strong, he would have compromised with his wives and kids. Also, another weak, less than manly attribute of Cody's is his aversion to sex and the way he stops intimacy with his wives, Mary and Christine, and the way he tried to leverage intimacy and sex with his wife as a bargaining chip to try and manipulate Christine into adapting her behavior with Robin. Only a coward would not want to satisfy the needs of his wife and would prefer to remove the emotional closeness and affection as a manipulation tactic to try and push her to be a better sister wife with the favorite wife. Cody took the cornerstone of any healthy marriage, intimacy, which is more than just sex, by the way, and he cut it off completely, knowing he has other options and Christine has no other options. He knows that will make her feel less than and he knows it will make her feel unloved after all she sacrificed for him and the family. And Christine is obviously not worth much to him if he's willing to leverage sex and intimacy and her sense of security and love to try and manipulate her into behaving better with his favorite wife, Robin. And he expected that he could force Christine to behave as he wanted her to behave with Robin, the favorite wife, if he withheld sex after all she sacrificed for him in this family. This guy is a manipulative POS all the way. And then he says, this is unfair. Christine excluded him from her decision to leave. He had no say. 
when he had a say for years and years and he made it clear with his voice and his words and his actions that he does not love Christine unconditionally, that she does not matter and that her voice will not be heard by him. But not only that, he will also treat her as less than by removing intimacy until she can treat Goblin how he wants her to. Again, Cody needs to go get beep. Christine says Janelle knows more than anyone about the struggles she and Cody are having. But no one knows that Christine is actually leaving. Christine tells Cody that conversation will be a hard one, definitely. And Cody asks if Christine thinks she should do that without him. Christine makes it clear she really needs Cody there the first time. Cody wants to weasel out of it and Christine won't allow it. Cody asks, really? And Christine says, yes. She needs him there because she would like it to be that she is leaving and it means she is leaving, but that she and him have talked about this. Christine knows her sister wives will be frustrated. They will be mad. They will be hurt. They will feel betrayed. They will wonder, what does that mean to be a sister wife to her then? They would wonder, is she still a sister wife? And Christine says the answer is no. She can't be their sister wife anymore, but she can be their friend. And the relationships, like how close she is with Janelle, will stay like that. And how not very close she is with Robin and Mary will stay like that too. Cody says part of him wants Christine to admit that she is leaving because of her and not because of him. He says Christine has been trying to justify her leaving by things he has been doing and not by choices or behaviors that she has had. Cody still refuses to take accountability. He still in his mind thinks this is probably about COVID and how he handled it when this is about years and years of Christine trying to make this work and Cody giving nothing. Cody wants Christine to say that she chooses to leave, that this is her choice, that this is all on her. It's not on him. He has nothing to do with it. It's not about any of his behavior. It's not about any of his choices. It's her wanting to leave him, and it's not based on him or anything he has done. When the truth is, Christine is leaving because Cody is not capable of giving her what she deserves as her husband. And he is also not capable of giving the kids what they deserve as a father. And he has the ego and the control and the narcissism and the lack of self-awareness and emotional intelligence. And he only knows deflection. He can never self-evaluate and take accountability. He also is incredibly manipulative. He has no ability to communicate. And by the way, this notion that men are from Mars and women are from Venus and they communicate differently, that is no excuse for Cody's inability to communicate. Men and women can still communicate and compromise and take accountability just fine. However, there are some men who choose not to do that and there are some women 
who feel it's appropriate to let men off the hook just because men and women interpret things differently or communicate differently, and that is no excuse. Cody wants Christine to take all the fault and all the accountability for choosing to leave the marriage, and he doesn't want to take any accountability. He doesn't want to try to comprehend the real reasons she is leaving, and that's because he is incapable of being a good husband and a father. His behaviors, his bad choices led the marriage here to where it is today. And Cody doesn't want to admit that he tried to manipulate Christine with intimacy as a bargaining chip to attempt to force her to treat Robin the way he wants her to. He doesn't want to admit he made a mistake in not going to Isabel's surgery and that that was unfair to Isabel and it was unfair to Christine. He doesn't want to take any responsibility at all. He doesn't even want to entertain the notion of his part in this, that he may have some culpability. He doesn't want to acknowledge how his bad behavior affected Christine and the kids. Everything is all about Cody protecting his ego, ignoring his fault, putting it all on Christine, and making sure Christine won't make him look bad later on. It's all about Cody. He never mentions how his inability to be a good husband affected Christine, how his bad choices affected her and his kids. He never seems to consider how Christine and the kids feel. It's all about Cody. Christine wants to tell the wives and Cody says this is about as much as he can take for now. He's reached his limit. Christine wants to tell all of the wives soon. She wants to be honest with them really badly. So Cody agrees that they will all sit down together and have a discussion. Cody realizes he is still in a state of denial because Christine is leaving and he admits he wants to put it all on her. He says she is leaving and he asks, why aren't we working this out? It's too late because Christine knows Cody is incapable of giving her and the kids what they deserve as a husband and a father. Cody still doesn't get that he is the problem. Cody says he is at a place where he just doesn't know what to say. Has he maybe considered being real and taking accountability yet? Isabel wants to move to North Carolina. We learn that she was accepted to one of the community colleges there. So she is moving in with Maddie and Caleb and Christine is really excited for Isabel. And she says whether Isabel knows it or not, Isabel needs a break from her. Christine says Isabel has been around her enough and it tends to be kind of heavy around her with everything happening between herself and Cody. And Isabel has been there from the beginning. So Christine feels Isabel needs to get away from her. She needs to live her own life now and not live her mom's life anymore. Isabel and Christine video chat with Maddie to double check that it's cool for Isabel to live with Maddie, Caleb, and the kids. Maddie, Janelle, and Cody's daughter is more than good with it. So Isabel will go to Pitt Community College and she will live with Maddie and Caleb. And we learn Maddie also goes to school where Isabel will go to school and that it will be an easier transition into adulting for Isabel. 
Maddie is very excited. Caleb is super excited too. Caleb has always wanted Isabel to live with them or to live close to them. And when Maddie and Caleb lived in Vegas with Janelle, Isabel and Caleb got really close and Isabel and Maddie got really close too. Isabel really looks up to Caleb as a role model. She thinks he's an amazing dad and she loves to spend time with him. And Maddie loves to spend time with Isabel. So it's very exciting for everyone. And Christine is very grateful to Maddie and Caleb. When Christine decided that she needed to leave Cody, she knew she wanted to talk to Maddie as one of the first people she spoke to because she wanted to make sure that she would still be involved in the lives of Maddie's kids. And Maddie assured Christine that she will always be a grandma to her kids no matter what. And that felt like a huge relief to Christine. You know, Cody recently asked whatever happened to Team Brown. And I just want to point out, Team Brown is still there. Whether Cody is on Team Brown or not, Isabel, Christine's daughter, is so close with Caleb and Maddie that she will live there in North Carolina with Maddie. And Maddie is Janelle's daughter. The closeness is there. The love is there. And we see it in the actions of the Brown kids and in the actions of Janelle and Christine. Look at how Hunter, Janelle's son, went to see Isabel after her surgery. The love is there. The unconditional love. The team, Team Brown, is there. Cody decided not to be on Team Brown. And he is the one who decided to label his family an obstacle to his goals in life. And he is the one who decided to treat everyone other than Robin and her kids like they were his opponents. But Team Brown is there. Cody is just on another team. And because of his mental state, he sees everyone on his team as if they are his opponents and as his enemies. And he treats everything like a game because right now, Cody isn't behaving like he's playing with a full deck. This man has so many blessings and so much unconditional love surrounding him, but he is blind to everything, stewing in resentment, unable to love in any way but conditionally. And it's so sad to be surrounded by such love, by such a phenomenal team, And yet he chooses to stew in misery with blinders on. Cody is a damn fool if he can't see this and feel happy and feel at peace, surrounded by this awesome love. The love Maddie has in accepting Isabel into her home. The love Hunter has to sacrifice, to drive three hours, to be with his sister and Christine after surgery. The love is right in front of Cody's face. And he is too blinded by his own ego to see it. Janelle says, if a wife leaves, she has seen everything happen. Sometimes the wife is so disgruntled and so done and they don't get along with their sister wives and they leave and they don't want to see anybody ever again. Janelle has also seen situations where the wife didn't want to be married to the husband anymore but they still want to be friends and hang out with their sister wives, and they do. Janelle says all kinds of things can happen. Mary has seen families break up, and not everybody will stay in touch, 
Sometimes it's a complete split. It depends. Next, Christine and Isabel are going to talk to Cody. And Isabel is super excited about all of this. Cody says with COVID, the protocols that they have been trying to implement have been taking a toll on the family relationships. Cody says the fact is in this environment, he is just trying to keep his children, especially his small children, from getting COVID. Cody is at Robin's, of course, and he just got off the phone with Garrison Cody says, oh my goodness, stupid stuff. He says Garrison is blaming him for all the COVID stuff going on in the family. And Cody says, this has gone on too long. Garrison, who Cody asked to move out of the house six months ago, bought himself a trailer to move into so that he could be out of the house and continue his social life. Janelle says Garrison is her fourth son, and he is now back living with her in Flagstaff. He and Cody really butt heads over the CDC guidelines, Cody's guidelines, and even whether Garrison is being safe at all. So Garrison has bought a trailer that he will park to the side of Janelle's rental, and he will fix the trailer up and live in it while he finishes saving for his house for a couple of months. Cody says the trailer has got too much work to be done on it. Garrison didn't move out. He got COVID and he gave COVID to all of Janelle's kids, his girlfriend and Gabe's girlfriend. And then he is mad at Cody that he isn't coming around anymore. And we learn that Garrison tried to cut the relationship off. Cody is smiling through this. He doesn't respect his kids' feelings at all. He's treating this like a joke. He is such a fucking dick. Cody says, Garrison said, I love you, Dad, but this is goodbye forever. Cody says, literally, Garrison is a grown-ass man. He can move out of the house. Cody is a grown-ass man. He can stop being jealous that Janelle prioritizes her kids over him. Cody is a grown-ass man. He can't take accountability for the failure of his marriage to Christine. Why doesn't he take accountability for that as a grown man rather than wanting Christine to take all the blame? Cody is a grown-ass man. He can show up to his daughter's surgery instead of giving every excuse in the book for his abnormal behavior. Any man, any father would show up to his kid's surgery. COVID is no excuse. His protocols are no excuse. Robin having his balls in a sling is no excuse. The doctors were shocked Cody wasn't there at his daughter's surgery. If it wasn't reasonably safe for Cody to be there at his daughter's surgery because of the pandemic, the doctors wouldn't have expected him to be there and the doctors wouldn't be so shocked that Cody wasn't attending. Maybe Cody should learn how to be a grown-ass man from his sons. This guy is a POS. He really is like the juice at the bottom of the trash bag. And the way he treats his kids is disturbing.
The way he treats his wives is disturbing as well. But adult women can decide what to accept or not accept. They can decide what their boundaries are. Adult women can decide what they deserve and don't deserve from a husband. Kids can't decide. They are stuck with their parents. They are stuck with the parents they get. And Garrison feels very hurt, I'm sure, over the way he and his siblings are treated and over the way Cody treats his mom, Janelle. It's all about Cody and his ego. And Cody, in my opinion, is very unhinged. And if I was him, I would go get help. Garrison isn't joking around, calling his dad, saying he is done. Cody is smiling. He's not taking it seriously. But you know what? Sooner or later, Cody will burn every single bridge he has. Cody wants to mention how Garrison passed COVID around. What about how the nanny was the original point of exposure to COVID for the family through the nanny after she got sick and Robin and Cody still held a birthday party for Ariella at their home. Cody never seems to mention that, yet he is always at Robin's house. Cody told Gabe and Garrison, if Janelle got sick, he would be there. He would take care of her. Last season, that's what he said. Did he go to Janelle's to take care of her and the kids when they were sick? Or did Gabe and Garrison have to help their mom through it while they were sick too? Cody says Garrison told his dad he was being a hypocrite. He isn't coming around and Cody tells us he about lost his shit. He says, man, he is calling me a hypocrite when he is the one that can't be an adult and go get a place. What kind of a numbskull is Cody? Cody is a hypocrite. He is a hypocrite like five times on every show. He contradicts himself constantly. He puts his foot in his mouth. He is a hypocrite. What kind of a numbskull is Cody? Look, Garrison got the trailer to shut Kotex up. Garrison is in his 20s and he's about to be able to afford buying a house rather than wasting his money renting. Could Cody buy his own home in an expensive market like Flagstaff in his 20s? I want to know. I think Garrison and Gabe and Hunter are much better men already than Cody will ever be. And Cody is just jealous and butthurt that he wasn't as mature and responsible as they are at their age. Cody wasn't as accomplished as his sons are already at the ages they are. Already the kids, his sons, communicate better than he does. They are more emotionally intelligent. They are more self-aware. They have the ability to take accountability. They are way better than Cody so far. All I see Cody do is insult his kids and find fault with them because his ego can't stand that Janelle prioritizes her sons over Cody. Cody is threatened by Janelle's sons because they have Cody's number and they have Robin's number and they take up for their mom. So it's much harder for Kotex to try to assert his authority over at Janelle's house with his sons there. What kind of man, what kind of father is jealous of his own sons? I think Cody could really learn a lot from his boys about how to be a man. 
Hunter sacrificed to go to Isabel's surgery when Cody failed miserably at being a decent human, father, and husband. Garrison and Gabriel take up for Janelle, their mom. They don't like or respect the way their dad treats their mom or the way their dad treats Christine. And because Cody is insecure and jealous, rather than him praising the men his sons have grown to be, he wants to insult them and imply they aren't grown when he is the one behaving with the maturity level of a fifth grader. We learn that Robin has tried to talk to Gabe and Garrison and Janelle. She has tried to talk to all of them to interact and communicate with them and say, hey, please, will you figure this out with Cody? And guess what? We learn Robin has been shut down. She is so fucking dense. Of course she has been shut down. This woman has to be dumber than a box of rocks to think she can call Gabe and Garrison and Janelle and interfere with their relationship with Cody. It's not her place. It will never be her place. She is the favorite wife and her prioritization of Cody rather than the whole family from day one has a lot to do with the degradation of the dynamics in the family. Robin is manipulative. She enables Cody's bad behavior. She is not genuinely in this for the family. She is in this for herself. And a lot of the family resents her with good reason. Did she honestly think she has a right to call Gabe, Garrison, and Janelle to interfere? If she genuinely feels this is her place for her to do this and interfere, she really is a dum-dum. She is acting like she is shocked by this rejection. She is shocked by being shut down. Why would they take her calls at all? She isn't in a position at all to interfere between Cody and his kids or Cody and another wife. That's overstepping her boundaries big time. That's insane that Robin thought that she could call Cody's other wife and his kids to interfere. That's unbelievable. Cody says some family members are acting like it doesn't really matter. They are still on this narrative that COVID is fake. COVID is real, obviously. They all know COVID is real. Never once did I hear Gabe or Garrison or Janelle or anyone in his family say that COVID was fake. Fuck, they've been talking about this fucking COVID for like over two seasons. COVID, 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 COVID. Everyone fucking knows that it's real in his family. Not one person said it was fake. Christine did a demonstration when they went for Isabel's surgery of how she wanted everyone to wear their glasses and masks at the airport and how she wanted everyone to sanitize. Janelle follows CDC guidelines. Cody is such an idiot. He seems to think that because his family won't follow his extra COVID rules, that they must not be doing anything at all, that they don't even do the CDC guidelines, that they don't think COVID is real. Cody makes a bunch of assumptions that aren't true. Cody only sees extremes, all or nothing. He never seems to see the middle. Even with the family relationships, 
if you give this man healthy, constructive criticism, automatically he shuts down and he cuts the person out. They are an enemy that Cody feels he has to defend against. They are with him all the way or against him, all or nothing. And that causes a lot of problems in Cody's family and for Cody. Cody has a warped perception. So because his family don't follow his demands, but they do the CDC guidelines, in his mind, they are doing nothing and they think COVID is fake. Cody is very unwell. Everything he perceives is skewed and fucked up. He has a very unhinged mind, in my opinion. Cody tells the cameras, let's admit it, everybody. It's real. COVID is as real as Cody's mental illness, in my opinion. This guy acts more unhinged each episode. No one ever said COVID was fake. These over two seasons with the incessant COVID bullshit. I watched every fucking episode wanting to die if I heard the word COVID again. I had to blaze a lot to get through. And let me tell you, nobody, not one fucking person said COVID is fake. Not once. None of the Browns said it was fake. He is imagining that they think this or that because Cody is a nut. He makes assumptions and he runs with it. And by the way, the way Cody looks at cameras in this scene full of resentment, what he says, it's real. You look in this man's eyes and I am telling you, the lights are on and no one is home and it's scary AF. His eyes are disturbing. He doesn't look like he's well. Cody says those people who don't see it as real are just being stupid about it. He's projecting he knows he's being stupid about it. In confessional, Christine confirms that she has never told Cody that she thinks COVID is fake. In confessional, Janelle smiles and she says, COVID is real. She's had it. It's real. Garrison is in the military, so he has had the vaccinations already. But Cody still has a great fear that they will somehow transmit COVID to him. Janelle doesn't know, but she hopes things get back to normal. Next, Cody says Garrison called him up with his narcissistic attitude and he told Cody this was his fault and he will never be around him again. Cody is projecting his own traits onto Garrison. Garrison is not a narcissist. Cody is a narcissist, allegedly, in my opinion, and he wants to project that onto Garrison to deflect from taking accountability himself for his behavior. In my experience, narcissists cannot take accountability at all. Even if what they do is obviously wrong, even if they know it's wrong, they will find a way to deflect onto you to keep their egos intact. People with narcissistic traits will never be capable to love unconditionally. They will never be able to take accountability. They will behave in abusive ways. They have big egos and they don't have the capacity for self-awareness or emotional intelligence. 
best thing you can do with a narcissist is to just cut them off. It's more peaceful. It's less damaging. It's less toxic. Janelle explains that Garrison told his dad he was done with him because he doesn't like how Cody treats her or how they are being treated at Janelle's house. Christine says Janelle's kids have been frustrated with Cody for years because of the way Cody has treated Janelle for years. Christine says Janelle is fine with her relationship with Cody. She says it's everything she needs it to be over and over and over. She says that, but her kids feel differently. Cody called Janelle and he told her he needed Gabe and Garrison to move out. Janelle says she finds it hilarious because Cody has threatened this before and she always tells him, dude, you're not even on the lease. Janelle is on the lease. Cody says Gabe and Garrison are blaming him for having rules about COVID. No asshole. They are blaming him for using the rules and being rigid, refusing to compromise and making it all or nothing. And they are blaming Cody for leveraging himself, saying he will not be around as a husband and a father at all unless everyone bends at the knee, no compromises to be dictated to, to follow these protocols. And they see Cody favors one wife and her kids, and they know Cody is doing this intentionally, creating protocols that are impractical and impossible to follow to create a situation where Cody feels he can unburden himself of his obstacles and justify it to live monogamy with Robin. And Cody knows he can then try to use those impossible rules that are no more effective than the CDC guidelines to try and justify not showing up as a father and a husband and not giving each household fair and equal time. It's cruel, it's unfair, it's manipulative and abusive. And Gabe and Garrison aren't the types of guys who would manipulate their family or dictate to their women how they should live. And I don't think they appreciate their dad trying to control Janelle. And Cody is such a pathetic excuse for a man that he finds it appropriate to try and evict his kids during a pandemic because he sees them as threats and an obstacle to him having control at Janelle's home. Cody is jealous that Janelle will always pick her kids over him. That's what this eviction stuff is about. Cody says this is the backfiring of his COVID rules right in his face. Janelle says for her boys, there is so much more going on than just this fight over whose COVID rules should be followed, Cody's or the CDC, or if they are doing the right thing. Janelle says they have for a long time perceived that Cody's focus and time was spent the majority of it at Robin's house, even when they lived in Vegas. Janelle's boys are very frustrated and they feel like there has been a real preference for Robin. And so this thing with COVID now, where Cody is now living at Robin's house because Robin is willing to follow his rules, they're a little bit suspicious of. 
and Janelle says she and Cody have a good relationship. She acknowledges it's struggling now, but she knows what she needs from Cody and she communicates it to Cody. And Janelle says Cody does a pretty good job meeting it. Janelle says what she has now is adequate. It works for her. It works, but is it fulfilling? Is acceptable, adequate, and tolerable enough for a husband? Does Janelle not deserve more? She's a beautiful woman. She has a gorgeous face. She is intelligent. She has a strong work ethic. She's business-minded. She's ambitious. She is practical. I like Janelle a lot. I get that she doesn't need her life to revolve around some idiot guy, but just because what she has is adequate, that's not enough. I feel like she deserves more and she could easily, easily get more. Plus, I love the fact that she goes to the evil rock shows. Janelle is chill. She's cool. She's intelligent. She's very with it. And a guy like Cody in the long run probably weighs her down. When the sky is the limit for an intelligent, business-minded woman like Janelle. Janelle can do anything. She can have anything. So I just wonder if adequate is really enough for her. Janelle says what she has now is adequate. It works for her. But it doesn't look like Robin's relationship with Cody. Robin sighs and she says in her confessional scene, There's a lot of accusations from the boys about her, and she says they are false. So now she has thrown Janelle's boys under the bus at least three times. She threw Gabe under the bus last tell-all. She again threw Gabe under the bus during the Thanksgiving episode last season when she tried to frame it to her kids that Janelle and Christine Not attending their Thanksgiving was a personal rejection and somehow it was somehow Gabe's fault when that's not the case at all. And she claimed Gabe had a girlfriend and a social life as if Gabe having a girlfriend was horrible, akin to him having a drug addiction or something like that. It was disgusting of Robin to call out Cody's son and for her to call out any of Cody's kids. And now she wants to call Gabe a liar and Garrison a liar as well, saying the accusations that she's a favorite wife are false. Or the accusations that she has her hand involved in the COVID rules are false. Well, guess what? Robin is false. Robin is a whole lie. She claims she's an empath. Her heart swells with love for her sister wives. That's what she said in season one. She always says the family this, the family that. Why are we not accepted? Why are me and my kids not accepted? She cried last tell-all, trying to make the family look like they're bullies when they're not. She kept crying, why? Why? Why am I not accepted? With her crocodile tears. Listen, does she want to know why no one wants to take her calls? When she repeatedly calls the adult children of the family liars, or she paints them as bullies, or she tries to spin Cody's narrative and blame the wives for why Cody isn't around. When she calls the family irresponsible, when she blames the wives and kids for not being as obedient as she is, for not bending the knee, for not accepting to be dictated to on how to live, just because she allows herself to be treated that way, When she repeatedly calls Gabe and Garrison liars, 
making false accusations, she shouldn't expect them to ever take her calls. They have Robin's number. They know how manipulative she is. There are two very smart men with intelligent minds who know what they see. Two minutes ago, she was crying that she was shut down. They won't take her calls. Now she says they are making false accusations about her. What a bitch and a half. And then she wants to cry that she isn't accepted in the family. Wow, I wonder why. So Robin says the boy's accusations about her are false. She says she just doesn't have that kind of power over Cody. And if she did, she certainly wouldn't have chosen what they have chosen through COVID. She would have made them all sit down and find a compromise about how to handle COVID together as a family. That's what she would have done. If she had the power, they think she has. Okay, so if all this is Cody's idea, the whole fucking thing, right? Let's play along here for a moment. If COVID protocols are all Cody, 100%, what about Mary? When Cody told Robin Mary was approved to hang out, that she was risk-free and that she did the rules, Robin resisted and she refused to invite Mary over for over nine months. She knew Mary was isolated. She knew Mary lived alone. She knew Mary just wanted to kick it with Saul and Ari and with her. And Cody was good with it. What did Robin do? Robin told Cody, no, we can't have Mary. The family might get mad. When we found out, Janelle and Christine were kicking it together this whole time. And they had assumed that Mary was welcome at Robin's house that whole time. Both Christine and Janelle were shocked to discover that Mary was left alone for all of those months. So that was a bullshit excuse that Robin was just worried everyone in the family would be upset. Cody approved it. There was nothing stopping them from hanging out. And Robin created a bullshit excuse as a barrier to not have Mary over. If these are Cody's rules and not Robin's, why was she so anal about running after the kids at the barbecue when Saul and Arian truly were playing in the outdoors? If these are just Cody's rules, why did Cody plan a trip with Janelle and then decide he can't go with Robin in confessional saying she doesn't know if it's safe for Cody or what the parameters are now that Janelle is immune for a time and so are Gabe and Garrison and Savannah. These aren't all Cody's rules. Robin is involved. And if Robin wanted compromise, why did she sit here 30 minutes ago and blame the wives' decisions during COVID as the reason Cody lived monogamously at her house? Why did she complain that she wishes the wives and kids would just follow Cody's protocols time after time? She even told Cody, Mary can't watch her kids at the barbecue because they can't change the rules now. They have to be strict to try and get everyone on board. And she supposedly refrained from inviting Mary because that would be a breach in the rules to allow Mary over and not allow anyone else, although Mary was following the rules. 
And Robin appeared to be more of a stickler about the rules than Cody. When Cody approved, Mary could come over. She's fine. She's safe. These rules might be some Cody and a lot Robin. I don't know the percentages, but I am 100% sure Robin had something to do with this. And probably as much as Cody, if not more. Cody says the older kids are like this club. You're either in with them or out with them, and it's a click. Okay, this tactic Cody and Robin use of calling the wives bullies and calling the wives a click, saying Robin isn't accepted, it's not going to work. And now he's trying to say his kids are a click. The division happened when Robin entered the family years ago, and she prioritized Cody and her marriage to him, and Cody gravitated to prioritizing her as the rest of the adults in the family still held to the same priority of the larger family. So again, once Cody and Robin prioritized each other and Janelle, Christine, and Mary were left still prioritizing the larger family, that's when all this damage began. There is no clique. There is no club. It's not a game of us versus them. They were one team, but once Cody abandoned the team to prioritize Robin, it became Robin and Cody, and to some extent Mary, now versus Janelle and Christine and the kids. And Cody is the one who separated from Team Brown. When Cody shifted his priority, he separated from the Browns who prioritized the family over the self. So Cody is projecting his us versus them mentality onto his kids. Saying his kids are doing this, when Cody and Robin have done this all along. And when Robin entered the picture, Cody put her in a position of involving her in the personal issues of his individual marriages. He said she knows how to make relationships work. And so he gabs to Robin, and Robin advises him on how to spackle over the issues to string his wives along. And he put Robin in a position above everyone with him. Hence, on the honeymoon special, Cody saying we decided to give them some of what they want. So it became Cody and Robin versus everyone else. And Cody put Robin in a place she never should have been in the first place. It isn't Robin's place at all, ever, to advise him on his personal issues in his individual marriages. That crosses 10 million boundaries. And look at the advice Robin gives. She gives horrible advice. Like with Christine, her advice was for Cody to sleep there regardless of what Christine wants. She advised Cody to breach Christine's boundary, to breach her sense of safety in her own home. And one has to wonder what other advice this woman has given. And if Robin wants to see it all burn down. Cody thinks the clique the older kids have formed is about their feelings about COVID and the accountability that they are willing to have about it. Basically, Cody is suggesting that his kids are ganging up on him about COVID. They're refusing to take accountability. This has nothing to do with COVID. This is about the way Cody is absent as a husband and father and how he shows favoritism and he doesn't give fair and equal time to all of his wives and his kids. Cody wants to deflect and say it's about COVID because it's easier for his ego to take 
and saying, oh, my kids are lazy, my kids are lax, my kids don't want to be responsible, because then he doesn't have to look at his own faults. In my opinion, Cody's kids have no problem taking accountability. They have no problem owning their choices. But Cody can't take one shred of accountability. He just got done saying he wants Christine to take accountability for her choices and her actions and her behaviors that led her to divorce him. And he wants her to know that it had nothing to do with him and his behavior. So Cody needs to zip it about his kids' accountability. He can't even have the decency to take accountability with his ex, who was his wife, for 25 years. This man is ridiculous. He's a nut. Cody says Gabe and Garrison are complaining to Hunter and Maddie. And Hunter and Maddie are colluding and gossiping about him. What the fuck? Is this junior high drama by the lockers? Oh, Hunter and Madison are talking and Hunter and Maddie are colluding and they're gossiping about me. And Gabe and Garrison are complaining to them. (laughs) I laughed when Cody used the word colluding. Like (laughs) he, everything is a conspiracy against him. Everything, everyone is against him. Everyone is gossiping. Oh my God. Like he, he's like freaking paranoid and delusional. And he says, that is how his family runs. Everybody is gossiping about each other. And people are talking about Cody, he says. People talk about him in the family. And the reason people are talking about him is because Cody has lost his marbles. And it's not just about COVID. They see his behavior. They see how Cody treats them. They see how Cody treats their moms. They don't think it's right. They don't think it's fair. And they have every right to express themselves. They have a man for a father who behaves in ways that make it incredibly difficult for them to be able to have a relationship with him, for them to be able to communicate with him, for them to be able to love and respect him fully. Janelle says the line is becoming more and more intense. Choose this side, which is Cody, Mary, Robin, and Robin's kids, or choose the side that includes all of her kids. Robin's kids aren't a part of that group. Robin says it's a ganging up defense mechanism and she thinks it's weird. I think she's weird with the meat cleavers she allowed on her face. How did this woman look in the mirror with her sausage curls and her meat cleaver eyebrows and go, okay, great, I'm ready for on camera, let's film. She really is weird. Remember her alter ego, Shira, and how she once said, I love you to Cody when he was on the phone with Christine And even though Cody never said I love you at all to her or to anyone, she embarrassed herself. She said I love you unprompted, assuming that he said it when he didn't say a word about I love you to anyone. Then she tried to force Mary and Christine to say I love you to Cody back when they didn't hear him say I love you. She's the only one who heard it and he didn't say it because he was on speakerphone. She heard something that no one else heard and she responded to it. Then she felt ashamed and she tried to get Mary and Christine to say I love you back in season one. She is very fucking weird. So if anyone is weird, it's her. What about her weird breakdancing video that she was so proud of? That was way more humiliating and cringe than Mary's banana pick to the catfish. She is weird and that dancing video was weird. It was weird how she made out with Cody while Christine's water broke and she was waiting for Cody to get back to the hospital. 
It was also weird, very weird. This is maybe the weirdest thing she's ever done. When she took an old photo of Cody with Christine's kids and she took an old family photo of her kids with her biological father and she had an artist draw an old family photo of hers but instead of their bio dad in the photo, she had a younger Cody drawn in from the image in Christine's family photo. That was creepy and weird as fuck and bizarre. So it's not weird that most of the family no longer likes Cody and that they definitely dislike Robin. But Robin is weird as fuck in a very, very creepy way. It's not weird at all for the kids to talk together about their feelings since they can't talk to their father and they know that their mothers are in distress. So they talk to each other and they support each other through it. That's not weird at all. Mary says this argument that Cody is having with many of his kids about his COVID precautions, Leo isn't involved in it. Cody says this whole COVID thing is just boiling out their relationships. It's boiling it out to find out really who they are with each other. Christine wishes all the kids could see how heartbroken Cody is about the whole thing. Christine says Cody looks to be drowning to her and he has no place to go. And whenever she sees him, it seems like he has such a burden on his shoulders. Christine feels bad for Cody. See what a kind woman Christine is? She pities Cody. She feels sorry for him, despite how he treats everyone, despite how he treated her. She could easily slam him. Instead, she takes the high road. She is way too good for a man like Cody. Cody was lucky to have Christine while he did. That woman is all class. Before Christine can move back to Utah, she needs to make sure her kids are set up. So Isabel is moving to North Carolina Gwen is getting an apartment in town and truly will move with Christine. Cody comes over to hear Isabel's news and she tells him she is going to go to Pitt Community College. Then she will go to ECU and Cody's first concern. He wonders if it will be expensive. He asks, it's not going to be expensive. And Isabel tells him it's not expensive at all. She tells her dad she is moving with Maddie and Caleb to North Carolina. Cody hates being excited about Isabel leaving. He says it sucks, but he can feel Isabel's excitement. But Cody thought Isabel would stay here in Flagstaff. And there's a heavy side of him wondering if Isabel is running away from their situation. Christine tells Cody they need to move Isabel in August. They have to drive cross country. Christine tries to be very flexible with Cody to get him to help support his daughter so that he can participate in her move so she can feel loved and prioritized. Christine suggests different options to Cody. She says if Cody wants to drive out there with them, he is more than welcome to. Christine suggests Cody can always fly there and just help her move in. Christine tells Cody he is more than welcome. And Christine is trying to make it very easy on Cody to help and support his daughter. She tells Cody whatever he wants to do, he can do, and they can adjust whatever plans they have if he can come. And if he wants, he can drive the beast instead. Cody hopes all the COVID restrictions are lifted 
because that would be a hard drive if he is having to deal with COVID restrictions. He's already making excuses to let Isabel down again. He says he guesses gas stations will still be open. Cody drives. I'm sure he fills his car up with gas all the time. Now he's saying he doesn't know if gas stations will still be open. What the fuck is wrong with this guy's mind? Christine tells Cody she isn't that worried about it. She's not that worried about COVID. Isabel looks so hurt yet again that Cody is unwilling to be there for her. Yet again. What a dick. He is again using COVID as an excuse not to be there for Isabel. What a piece of shit. He really is like the trash juice at the bottom of the garbage bag. Isabel says she will just wear a mask and she won't be stupid. In confessional, Cody says they have no idea what the pandemic will be like in August. Who the fuck cares? Seriously, go be a father to your daughter. Man the fuck up. What a loser this guy is. Cody says he is unwilling to make any commitments. These are just wishful thoughts. Cody tells Isabel it's exciting. It's awesome, though. Isabel and Cody hug, and he tells Isabel he will miss her. Christine thinks it's really important for Isabel to be around such a happily married couple. She says Maddie and Caleb are phenomenal. They are amazing together. Cody tells Isabel he wishes she didn't have to go so far. But he tells her, don't you worry about me. Why should she worry about him? He doesn't worry about her. I don't see him worrying about her or making an effort for her. Couldn't attend her surgery. Now he can't help her move. He isn't there as a father. And in his arrogance, he's telling Isabel, don't you worry about me, as if she would. Isabel tells Cody she will call, of course. Christine says she and Truly will have a transitionary life And it's going to be a bit up in the air. She doesn't know what everything looks like yet, but Isabel gets to move to security. Christine talked to Gwendolyn and she told her that things are bad with her dad, so she's going to leave him. And she wants to move to Utah in September. And she asked if Gwen wants to go to Utah with her. And Gwen said, no, she'll stay in Flagstaff. And she told her mom to go. She wants her mom to be happy. And Christine asked her if she feels like she is abandoning her. And Gwen told her mom she just really wants her to be happy. Christine says Isabel wishes she had a better relationship with her dad. Gwen wishes she had a better relationship with her dad. But overall, Christine thinks it's Cody's responsibility to have a good relationship with his kids. It's his responsibility, not hers, she says. She is right. If Cody wants a good relationship with his kids, he has to go get help for himself and then he has to take accountability and apologize and try and fix things with his kids. Cody says he feels broken and Isabel is leaving and it's a heartbreak to him that Isabel is leaving under these circumstances, that whatever has happened with he and Christine has left he and Isabel with this crappy relationship where he is just trying to reach to her. Does Cody understand it was a heartbreak to Isabel when he didn't attend her surgery? And it was a heartbreak to Isabel when he seems to not be able to help her move in for school when he's refusing because of COVID? Does Cody understand it's not just about his shit relationship with Christine 
and the abusive way he treats Isabel's mom, it's probably also that he has proven over and over that Isabel doesn't matter as much as Robin and her kids and that his actions have led Isabel to feel that she is not a priority to her dad and that her dad is not willing to sacrifice for her. Why the fuck can't Cody man up and move his kid to North Carolina? COVID has nothing to do with this. The reality is Cody didn't go to Isabel's surgery because he was not getting along with Christine at the time. And when Cody has a rocky relationship with one of his wives, he extends his negative emotions to the way he treats his kids. And that's cruel and unfair to do to his kids. He takes out the rocky relationship with the mother of his kids on his kids. He detaches from his kids. He communicates less. He pulls away. He becomes less invested. And it's fucked up and it's unfair. Kids cannot choose who their parents are. Cody is the one who treats his kids differently according to how well or poorly the relationship is going with their mom. He extends the state of his relationship with the mom to the kids, and that's on him. What happened with Christine didn't leave him with a crappy relationship with Isabel. Cody's behavior and his actions and his lack thereof, his unwillingness to sacrifice for Isabel, his unwillingness to go to the surgery, his unwillingness to help her move, his unwillingness to do the basics as a father. That is why he has a crappy relationship with Isabel. And if he wants to reach out to her, actions speak louder than words. And his inability to be there when it counts communicates a lot to Isabel. Right now, she has the message that she isn't important enough for him to show up when he should. And on top of that, he treats her mom like shit. But he cannot blame the state of his relationship with Isabel on the state of his relationship with her mom. His relationship with Isabel is crappy because of the way Cody behaves and because he doesn't show up to even do the basics as a father. Not that the way that he treats Christine helps things. Christine says it's been hard for her that Cody hasn't been around, but it's been devastating for her daughters that Cody hasn't been around Because they are moving, they are moving away from home and Cody has missed this great opportunity to get to know them better and now it's gone. Cody says he spent his whole life trying to be the hero for his kids, working hard, doing everything he could to support them and to help them and to be there for them. And now because of this COVID situation, they're all trying to make him the villain because of COVID because of protocols, because he wants to protect his children. No, that's not it. Cody, in his mind, wants to make this purely about COVID and his protocols, because then it's easier for him to digest for his ego. It's easy for him to shun taking accountability. This is not the case. His kids don't make Cody the villain. Cody isn't liked by his family because of his behavior. It's not just because of COVID or his bullshit protocols. And Cody isn't just doing this to protect the children. If this was about protecting the children and he means that, 
Why the fuck was he not at Isabel's surgery? This is all bullshit. Cody wants to play the victim. His whole life, he worked hard. He supported his kids. He did all he could. And he says now, because of COVID, because he wants to protect them, he is the bad guy. No, this isn't about COVID. This is about the way Cody has a favorite wife and kids, and this is about the way they get treated differently by Cody. And this started way before COVID. This is also about the way Cody fails to give each household fair and equal time and investment. The kids see how their moms are treated and how they are treated in comparison to Robin and her kids. And they see Cody not giving them what they deserve as a father. And they see Cody not giving their moms what they deserve as a husband. And now they see Cody acting like a complete fool, wanting to dictate how everyone should live, being so all or nothing and militant about it. And they see Cody making the choice to say, obey me blindly, bend the knee, live as a hostage in your homes, or I won't be there as a father and a husband. You do it my way or I won't be around. And then he got pissed when no one said, you are more important than me living my life. I'll obey. I'll allow you to dictate to me how I will live. Cody expected if he leveraged himself as a husband and a father, his wives and kids would fall in line and bend the knee. And Cody knows he is wrong, but he won't compromise now because his arrogance won't allow it. Not only that, as I said before, I believe Cody uses these protocols that are intentionally impossible to follow as an excuse to unburden himself of the family he refers to as the obstacles to his goals in life. He uses these protocols to justify why he can't give each wife and kids and each household his fair and equal time and investment. And when they complain, he blames them for not being willing to be controlled and dictated to on how to live. Cody does this knowing it's impossible to live that way. He then puts everyone down. He insults his sons that he should be proud of. He gets jealous that Janelle prioritizes her kids over him. And now that he is living monogamously with Robin, the kids have had enough with the different standards for Robin versus his other wives. They've had enough of the unequal time and investment. And they see Cody being a controlling nutsack, not showing up as a husband and not showing up as a father and not showing up to things that aren't optional like Isabel's surgery or moving Isabel to Maddie's house. They see Cody's ego. They see how cold and selfish he is and how manipulative and emotionally abusive and cruel he can be. And they speak up and any criticism, even constructive, helpful criticism, Cody regards as an insult. He is a very insecure man who is whipped and Robin may obey him. She may fluff his ego constantly and play the damsel who needs him to survive. She accepts him as leader. She enables his bad behavior, manipulating alongside him, whispering in his ear. The kids see it. The wives see it. It's more than just about COVID. Cody isn't a victim. Robin isn't a victim. No one thinks he is a villain. They see their dad has more or less lost his marbles. 
They see the light on with no one home and the kids are doing all they know to do, which is to be Team Brown and support each other and support their moms. And they no longer know who this man is in front of them, but he damn sure isn't the Cody they once knew. He damn sure isn't their hero. He isn't their father. He isn't the husband they once knew. And Cody will burn every bridge he has. He will lose every kid and every wife before he realizes he is the problem and that he needs help. Cody is his own worst enemy. And by the time he gets that down, it will be far too late for him to be able to do anything about it. This isn't about protecting his kids. Cody isn't playing with a full deck and he is being really cruel and unfair and abusive to his wives and kids. And again, if this was about protection of his kids, where was he at Isabel's surgery? This is about Cody being selfish and Cody wanting to unburden himself from the obstacles to his goals in life. And that goal, in my opinion, is monogamy with Robin. And COVID was Cody's wet dream. And I think he said, finally, I can be free of my obligations. Finally, I can try and justify what I really want. I can live with Robin. I can ignore my chores. I can ignore my obligations. And Cody is just a coward using the pandemic to manipulate his way into a situation where he feels he can be justified in abandoning the responsibility he has to be a father to all of his kids and a husband to all of his wives. I don't think he really wants to be able to go to every house. And this COVID bullshit is the perfect excuse for him in his mind. Cody wants to be with Robin and he found a way. And instead of being a man about it and going to his family and saying, I can't do polygamy. I love you all, but this makes me miserable. I want to live with Robin. He wants to burn every bridge he ever had. Everyone would be pissed if he was honest and he said that. But he might have a chance to maintain his relationships with his kids. Doing it this way so cruelly and abusively and manipulatively is inexcusable. It's manipulative, it's abusive, and it's toxic. He's inflicting more damage than if he were honest with his family. He's inflicting more damage than COVID ever would. He's hurting everyone. And when 20 plus people can't get along with one person, it's not them. It's him. Cody is his own worst enemy. Next time on Sister Wives, it's Christine and Cody's anniversary. Christine says she and Cody never had a legal marriage. So she doesn't know at what point their marriage is technically over. Robin says in her head, Cody's relationships with his kids are more important than anything else. Cody and Robin are FaceTiming with Mary, Janelle, and Christine. Christine asks Cody, so you wouldn't be able to come over if Isabel goes back to school? Janelle feels really bad for Isabel. She says it's hard to not take it personally that Cody doesn't want to come over. Janelle tells Cody he can still go see her in the backyard or something. Cody says people make an effort or they don't when it comes to the smaller children. He wants to make an effort. People make an effort or they don't, just like Cody did not make an effort to move Isabel or attend her surgery. 
Cody only likes the kids if they stroke his ego and adore him. Once it becomes inconvenient for him, Cody withdraws. And that's super fucked up. McKelty is having her baby. She's in labor and Avalon's heartbeat just dropped. The cord was wrapped around Avalon three or four times. Wow. That does it for this episode. I'll be back this week for the next episode of Book Club on Chapter 12 on Robin and for the next episode of Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 3. To my YouTube viewers, please like and subscribe and let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.